This is the opening kickoff on the country's first FM all-sports radio station. 105.5 FM WNSP and WNSP.com. The latest sports, news, traffic, weather, and timely guests with Mark Heim and Lee Shervanian. The opening kickoff. kickoff. Here are Mark and Lee. 602, welcome in a Friday edition. It's our championship drive. Mark Heim, Lee Shervanian. We are in Air Sports One. We're on the campus of St. Paul's Episcopal School. Thanks for making us part of your morning at Sports Radio 105.5 FM, WNSP, and WNSP.com. Certainly want to thank Dr. Christopher Mullenix. He is our title sponsor for our championship drive. Uh, we will be talking to a number of the head coaches for spring uh, football. Uh, later on, too, uh, we have actually have a baseball gift, guest today. We have What we'd like to do is when we come out to a particular campus, talk to an alum. And there is a former St. Paul's baseball player. I think he's with the Texas Rangers. Uh, his name is Krim. And uh, he's going to join us in the 8 o'clock hour. That's Blaine Krim. Maybe get his take. There's been a lot said about games being shortened these days because of the pitch clock and so forth. As we look around the uh, headlines, the, the number one headline is this. All right. Detroit and Youngstown State, Horizon League. Obviously, that game would not get much publicity. It's the lead story on ESPN, and it's the lead story on many of the Internet sites. And Detroit's losing. There's seconds to go. Antoine Davis, who's trying to break Pistol Pete Maravich's all-time career scoring mark, has the ball in his hands as the clock is dwindling down. He is three points shy of tying the mark. He yanks up a three. No good. Detroit loses. Davis winds up with just 22 points, three shy of breaking Pistol Pete Maravich's record. Now, for all intents and purposes, Detroit with a 14-19 and 19 record mark is not going anywhere. However, there is that CBI tournament, which I think, I don't know all the credentials, but I, I know if you pay like a, a sum of money, I heard somebody say like 50000 I don't know how much it is. Uh, there's that possibility that if Detroit decides to do that, even though they're five games under five hundred, but the CBI, they don't care. They just take anybody who'll pay. Uh, that's that possibility they could have another game and give Antoine Davis the chance. He also came up, I think, three three-pointers shy of breaking or tying Steph Curry's single-season mark for three-pointers. All told, he did not have a good shooting game, but he really hasn't had good shooting games against Youngstown State. Uh, they know how to defend some, I guess. They did win. Youngstown State is the number one seed, and he was 7 for 26 shooting. Yeah, I think one of the things that we failed to recognize when we started talking about this leading up to the game, we talk about Davis, we talk about this team and their record, but one thing that we didn't take into account was how's Youngstown State going to react? You don't want, you never want to be the team where any broken, where, where any record gets broken against you. So I'm sure they made it a very made a very conscious effort not only just to win the game, but to make sure that they. They, they took this personally. They did not want this record to get broken uh, against them. And so, um, yeah, there's that. There's that. There's always that aspect of it. As much as people cheer for records to be broken, you don't want to be that school that 
that is at the mercy of that rule or that record getting broken. So um, they tightened up, and I have no doubt that they're going to wind up in in some tournament, uh, and he'll and he'll get the record at some point. He was seven for twenty six shooting, Antoine yeah. Davis. He was four for sixteen from the three point line. Obviously, all those numbers below what he had been doing lately. He was on a tear lately. His average is 28, but I think in the last seven or eight games, he'd been well over 30 points per game. He was in his fifth year, and he was that close, one three-pointer away from tying Pistol Pete Maravich's all-time scoring record. Uh, And, of course, Maravich, as many of you know, that goes back to the early 70s when he played for LSU. And, And, again, and I'm not trying to belittle or put the record down at all, uh, you know, Davis, if he had accomplished it, uh, would have been five years. Maravich did it in three. They didn't allow freshmen to play back then in the varsity. Plus, they didn't have the three-point shot. Somebody figured out that if they had the three-point shot back there, and I don't know who figured it out or who took the time to do this, but that Maravich would have averaged over 50 points a game because he used to shoot from so far outside. But nevertheless, uh, the record right now still belongs to Pistol Pete. However, if Detroit and the CBI, or there's a fourth uh, tournament also, which I don't even remember the the, the uh, name of it. Uh, they, if they want to pay, they can get him in there. And, and remember this, Antoine Davis's father is Mike, Mike Davis, the head coach. So he's got that going for him too. Mike Davis, the former Alabama Crimson Tide player who coached the UAB, took Indiana to the Final Four, also coached at uh, Texas Southern. So we had... Quite a bit of basketball. Uh, the uh, local team fully lost yesterday, Mark. Sparkman lost to 7A girls, so only one hope for us to get a championship. St. Luke's today at 1045. And a school that you're very familiar with, because I think you saw them play Hoover, both the men and the women uh, winning yesterday. So both the uh, Hoover girls and boys go to the championship games. By the way, uh, 50K for the uh, CBI entry for, uh, fee. So uh, the question now becomes with that school, is it is it worth 50k? And the answer is yes. I mean, I don't know what their financial statements are, but you got a kid knocking at the door. Pay the fifty thousand. Go in there, let the kid knock down some threes, and and it'll be one of the more memorable seasons that school's ever had. And and you'll have the record. So you essentially you have an opportunity to pay for a record. You know the the interesting I thing because I'm doing I've been reading the Maravich uh, book by Mark Kriegel. You know and. In his first two years, LSU did not have better than 500 records. They really weren't that good. It was just Maravich. And, you know, Press Maravich, his dad was the coach, and he pretty well gave him the green light, said, son, go out and do your thing and put a show on. And that's what it was. It was showtime in Baton Rouge. It was all about Maravich. It wasn't about the team. They, he wasn't surrounded by really good players. And you look at Davis in Detroit, they're 14 and 19 this year. And normally, normally, players that have had these outrageous scoring uh, years, the teams really don't fare that well. Now, Maravich, in his final year, they went to the NIT. They won a couple of games, but he did not have good games. In fact, I I was trying to remember, because I I remember him playing in the NIT. In the third game, they lost to Marquette. So they have a consolation game, and they were playing the Army, coached by Bobby Knight. And Maravich sat the game out. He did not play in it. Uh, they, they said he was pretty banged up and everything, and the last thing he wanted to do was to get banged up by that Army team because they were so physical. Is there not a better team, uh, a better name in all of basketball than Press? I mean, that's just, that's just a great basketball name, especially for a coach. Press. 
No reaction? Okay. Just, uh, just no, a you're right. It's just a good a thought. He, you know, people don't know this, and I didn't until I actually read the book, Mark. He was a really good basketball player in his own day. Uh, played in some of these, uh, I don't know, I, I guess these teams that they, they were formed. It was kind of a semi-pro league and things like that. And he actually, I don't know, John Wooden, who many consider one of the greatest coaches ever, in the book that I'm reading, said that Press Maravich was one of the smartest basketball coaches he ever, ever knew. In fact, when he recruited, at the time, Lou Alcindor, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, that Wooden, according to Mark Regal's book, called Press Maravich to get some advice on how to, because Wooden had never worked with a big guy like that. He had six, 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 five guys, but he never had somebody with the talent of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I don't know if Pete Maravich could have existed in John Wooden's style of play. Uh, it wasn't about one man. It was about the team and everything. So, you know, he couldn't have done what he did with a lot of teams, obviously with your, co- with your coach coaching the team. And I, and I imagine there's a little bit of that, too, with uh, Mike Davis and Antoine Davis giving him the green light where maybe others don't get it. All right, so uh, we'll keep an eye on that. But, yeah, pay the 50K, go play in your tournament, grab your uh... – Grab your grab your record, and all will be right with the world for everybody, except for Maravich, I guess. Uh, there are a lot of fast defensive tackles, by the way, in the uh, in the combine. Did you see that? That yes. was nuts, man. Yeah, I saw it. the Pittsburgh uh, defensive tackle raise some eyebrows with his, uh, I guess, uh, a four fastest, six seven. Yeah, four six seven ever recorded since they started doing this in 06. He's 281 pounds and ran a 467. I can't I can't even wrap my head around that. See, Matt Matt we we should get Matt out here to run a 40 out here at St. Paul's. Ready, oh, well that's perfect. <laughs> and you're not even 61. No, so no. if you can just do it in like 48. No. No. That's crazy. Guy's name was Kalija Kanzi. Ran the fastest 40-yard dash. Also, the Auburn linebacker, Owen Popo, did very well, too. The fastest linebacker that was timed yesterday. They had linemen and linebackers yesterday. Yeah, well, the defensive end from Northwestern uh, ran at 282 pounds, Matt, <laughs> ran a 449. Now, that's just flat moving. That, that's all now, But you see, the guys like us, 449. Four six seven. I mean, it's all the same, dude. It's it's a blink of an eye, but I mean, just absolutely flying at the combine. So uh, to give you an idea, former number one overall pick Mario Williams ran a four six six at two hundred and ninety five pounds. There's hope for you, Matt. There's hope. Yeah. How did his career go? Matt's or Mario Williams? Mario Williams. Uh, I mean, here, here's here's Matt at 6 in the morning holding his cell phone. So I think we know how that's going. But, yeah, so uh, today it's um, – what do we got today? Is it defensive backs today? I'm not even sure who I goes today. I think it's today. defensive backs today. So we'll keep an eye on it. But, uh, yeah, the NFL and uh, the Combine are in full swing. So, All right, let's do this. Uh, it's 6-13. We're here at St. Paul's uh, for our championship drive, uh, the A.D., at St. Paul's will join us next, Shane Sullivan. We'll talk uh, uh, softball and baseball coaches, uh, soccer coaches. Ham Barnett will be along. We'll, we'll talk uh, a little football because, you know, we're us. Uh, golf coach will be along as well. And uh, we are scheduled to be joined by Chad Pruitt in hour number three. We'll see if we can catch up with the Auburn assistant. 
Uh, continue with your comments in the app at WNSP.com. We're just getting started. It's our Dr. Christopher Mullinex Championship Drive. Mark and Lee from Air Sports One on the campus of St. Paul's Episcopal School right here on the sports station, WNSP and WNSP.com. Hello, Mobile. This is Damian Craig, and I'm listening to Sports Station WNSP. All right, 620. Welcome back in on this Friday edition. It's the Dr. Christopher Molinex Championship Drive. Mark and Lee and Air Sports One were on the campus of St. Paul's Episcopal School. Some of the uh, sponsors that have made this possible, Will Barnes and the Barnes family of McDonald's restaurants, Greer's Markets, and Cash Saver. Hey, speaking about Greer's, tonight they are hosting a weigh-in. They're having an MMA competition tomorrow. Uh, they got about 11 or 12 MAA fighters, boxers, whatever. And tonight's the weigh-in from 7 to 9 at Top Greer's, the rooftop. So there's that. Uh, Ward International Trucks, LNS Air Conditioning, Green and Phillips Injury Law Firm among our sponsors for our championship drive. Let's say hello to Shane Sullivan, the athletic director. Good morning, sir. How are you? I'm great, man. How are y'all doing? Wonderful. Good. So you're on the road, too, today? I am on the road today. I'm leaving uh, sometime after lunch and heading up to T-Town. Um, and going up for my, my daughter's parents' weekend. How nice, how wonderful, and yeah. wish you well on a safe trip for yeah, well, sure. Thank you. Thank uh, you. Why don't you give us kind of an overview of how sports are going this spring? Well, it's been it's been fantastic so far. I mean, we've, we just finished up winter, and our bas- both, you know, basketball team boys and girls uh, finished up with the Sweet 16 and our indoor track. Uh, made a great showing in Birmingham at the finals. We had uh, uh, Stone Smith, one of our kids, broke uh, – Broke several meet records up there. I can't remember exactly which ones they were, but he uh, he had a great showing. And then and now we're rocking into the spring. It's, it's really just kicking off, and uh, and everybody's off to a strong start. Uh, let's go through some through some of the sports. And, yeah, and the right early now, start. You know, when we started up, we have, we have six sports uh, in the spring. If you want to count lacrosse, which is a club team that we have at St. Paul's, it's going to be seven, and somewhere around twenty-five. You know, JV something eighth grade teams. Uh, baseball's doing well. Um, they played in a Bay Bear last week and uh, play uh, play Spanish for it, Daphne and, uh, and 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 Fairhope, and they're right now they're three and three and uh, playing some quality baseball and uh, softball, um, lining them. And I don't think they've lost a game right now with JV and varsity. I think they play again tomorrow in Daphne. And uh, golf is just kicking off. They played in one tournament, and uh, they're very young. Y'all going to talk to uh, David uh, a little bit later with Buddy. He's bringing in one of his golfers to talk, and uh, uh, and he's a young kid. He's a ninth grader, and he's just tearing it up, doing a fantastic job. Soccer's uh, soccer's already been on a way trip. They had the soccer, uh, the Southern Shootout a couple weekends ago, and playing well, the girls and the boys. How much interest is there in lacrosse? Here in Mobile, yes. no, it here is, at St. Paul's. Here at St. Paul's is 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 uh, we have we have a boys' team and a girls' team. We have a YDL. Um, 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 we have our lower level teams that are, are developing our YDL uh, teams, and 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 it's very it, it's coming along. Uh, we we I wish we had more grass here at St. Paul's. We had more field space where we could have our lacrosse teams, our club teams on campus. Now they very rarely practice on campus. They have to find spots around Mobile. You can't play on the football field. Yeah, well, with, with soccer, with track, That's and everything. True, yeah. Going on, we just don't have enough grasses, and uh, so. But they're doing well. Doing I well. really enjoy lacrosse. Of course, yeah. coming from the Northeast, and it's a very popular sport. And I guess it was a couple of years ago I found out that on the Eastern Shore, it yes. was starting to take hold. Yes. Is it a? Uh, is it getting? 
more popular in Mobile? It's Mobile getting County? more popular here. I know UMS has uh, has a team starting from the seventh grade working up, and, and we're, we're on that same track as they are. And uh, I know our teams travel anywhere from Louisiana all the way into Pensacola. And also you can travel north and get up around Birmingham where it's more popular. So, Who's your coach? Oh. Uh, uh, or did I ask yeah, a question? Yeah. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> Joe Russell's our boys coach. Okay. Okay. He, he, he does a great job and does part-time guy. We have good com- uh, conversations uh, probably monthly. And uh, update us on where your spring sports, well, actually all sports, what classifications? Because I know some of them differ. They do differ. And we yeah, know we're got, I remember, of course, football still 6A. Yeah, football still what 6A. Else? And basketball and baseball are still in, and softball are still in 5A. Now track is competing at the highest level with 7A. Um, and uh, indoor, they were still in six, and 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 did a pretty and did a good job there. Um, uh, of course, volleyball, you know, is, is competing at the highest classification, and and golf is too. They're in they're in six A. Um, so, uh, soccer, um, highest classification in seven. How do you keep it all straight? Yeah, hard to do. Man, hard to do, Mark. You're going to have to take less trips to Tuscaloosa <laughs> and just do book work back here. <laughs> That's exactly right. Exactly right. And you know, I, I think that you know one of the things that we've done over over the off season, especially in our springtime sports, is. Uh, Man, we've had a lot of improvements. Baseball has, uh, uh, we've got a brand new big blue fence down there with the new chain link, and we extended both sides of the dugout. We've done a lot of a lot of improvements on the baseball field. We just got a brand new track uh, over the winter, and we have our two big track meets. The Jim Tate Relays is coming up uh, next weekend in the Meet of Champions, where we have the best talent around the southeast is coming in. Steve Shermwald does a great job with that, and it's coming up um, um, in, in in April, and and and. Uh, we have a brand-new track. We have brand-new uh, um, 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 long jump uh, runways and pole vault runways. So track just got redone, and also um, um, our softball field got some renovations. Lonnie did, is doing a great job um, there, and we have brand-new dugouts there, and, I, and, and we have a plan for him, a, a brand-new indoor facility, a building, a dressing room. Does Jim Tate come around anymore? Yes, I see Jim a good bit. I talk to him um, pro- every now and then. He'll call me and him a chat about track. Uh, he He's usually at our big meets, no matter if it's cross country, indoor, or outdoor, uh, but he spends his time in Birmingham and down here in Mobile. That's, uh, I guess, one of the reasons your track program 7A now. He started this. <laughs> yes, he's, he he's a legend in, uh, in track and field, <laughs> and my gosh, that's one of the reasons. How many championships now? Two, uh, over, two, we got 201. 201, which is best in the state, right? Yes, that's correct. So when we talk about championship drive, and we're, at, we're at number one now. Yeah, we're at number one, and, and Jim Tate for sure led the way. What yeah. about it? 190 of them? Yeah, he's got a lot. <laughs> he sure does. <laughs> well, look, uh, I know you got travels today. Yeah. Uh, I appreciate everything you did. Oh, let me yeah. ask you about uh, the baseball player. I yeah, don't know Blaine. much about Blaine Crims coming on at eight. Tell yeah, me about him. Blaine, man. He, Blaine was, uh, uh, you know, I think he graduated in 15 here, and then he went on to Mississippi College, where at Mississippi College just it just exploded. He he uh, he's got the all-time record leader at Mississippi College. Um, he set a bunch of records there, and then he was drafted by the Texas Rangers in 19 uh, with the 19th round. And once he got into the minors, every year he seemed to set a record there. And he's moved up. Um, I think in 21 he had he, – in 21 he had 29 homers and led the minors. And then in, in 22 he had somewhere around 24, 25 home runs and uh, made the all-star team. And, and now he's in his second year. Uh, with the Texas Rangers with the big league in spring training, and two nights ago hit his first home run. So he's he's moving along. He's going to start in Triple A um, this year. Um, so he's doing he's doing well. Shane, you know as as you know, I like to really publicize local players. Right. 
Oh, I could hope somewhere during the season, the Texas Rangers, that Krim hits a home run and Bubba Thompson scores ahead of him. You know, him and Bubba played together. They did in the minors with the Texas organization. So that was a lot of fun getting to watch them. He went to uh, Puerto Rico um, in the Winter League in 21 and went over there and set the all-time record. He had over 400 and, and the first U.S.-born and U.S. Uh, citizen to win that record in Puerto Rico. He, he, he said it, yeah, it was a big deal. Well, I'm really anxious to talk to him, yeah. find out about his thoughts on the pitch clock, the batter's clock, I'm whatever. Sure he's got an opinion. <laughs> and, and some of the other things that are going on and, right. you know, the shifts now outlawed in the infield and all that kind of stuff and get yeah. his take on that. Yeah. Yesterday, I know every day Major League Baseball is trying to populate. Uh, there's a story. And yesterday the story was the, this pitcher for the Yankees struck out an opposing batter in less than 20 seconds. Usually pitchers, they're <laughs> lucky to throw one pitch in 20 seconds right. he struck out the guy in less than 20 seconds it's a pleasure seeing you Thank Shane. You so thanks much. so much Thank for you your so help much. we come back we'll talk some uh, baseball and softball here at st paul's it's our dr chris from championship drive right here on the sports station wnsp and wnsp.com stay with us St. Paul's. Do you want to thank Rich's Car Wash, uh, being uh, among our sponsors, along with Hancock, Whitney Bank, Sinorama, Harvey and Thomas Orthodontics, and of course, Beef O'Brady's. Good morning, Todd. <laughs> compelling radio when we talk to guys that aren't mic'd up. Yeah. Well, we had him on two weeks ago, Mark, and he was he did a really good job, so hopefully we can find some time to get him mic'd up. All right, let's introduce softball and baseball here at St. Paul's. Lonnie Rollins is the softball coach. Good morning. How are you? Hey, good morning. Doing wonderful. Doing wonderful. And, of course, how many years have you been coaching baseball now, Andy? I quit counting. Andy Robbins. Been around for a long, long time. Lonnie, let's start with you. Bring us up to date on the softball program here. Uh We've only played one varsity game so far. Uh, we uh, it, scheduling's so tough for us. I mean, you, you got Mardi Gras, you got spring break, you got our seniors are on the trip all week this week, so it's really tough. So I scheduled a lot of JV here early, but we started the season off uh, opening night. We beat McGill 10-0 in five innings. Had a great pitching outing from uh, our senior Caroline McClendon, who's uh, signed with UAB. Uh, she had four. Uh, hitless innings, and then we finished it up in five innings. Uh, and then we've been playing JV ever since, and I've been really, really playing well. Playing well. We, we're four and two. We went one and two in the uh, Daphne tournament last weekend, and then we've been three and zero oh this week uh, in, in JV play. So, Lonnie, I, I, in all due respect, is there anything? coaching position you haven't done here it seems like every time i come out you're in a different sport no no here it's been pretty pretty solid here uh you know but every, i've done it all lee i know I, yeah. you know i have done it all i've done football basketball girls and boys baseball tennis uh track 
softball now. So, yeah, I've, I've coached just about it. I may even want to know as a soccer coach one time. So, so I, I've done it all. I was almost tempted to hear Shane tell me you were coaching the lacrosse team, too. Oh, man, no, 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 that'd be a little too much, that's for sure. <laughs> Andy, what do we got for uh, Saints uh, baseball? It's always been a, a really solid program here over the years. You've had the championship teams and everything. What's it look like this year? Uh, again, we're blessed to be at St. Paul's, and like I said, I've been here a long time and just blessed with great kids and administration and stuff. And this this year will be no different. We, uh, we're uh, off to a good start so far. And like I said, we're, we're in the, kind of in a lull this week with our senior trip. But Where's the uh, trip? This Orlando. They go down to Disney every year. So we, we schedule around that. And when they get back, we'll, we'll, we'll get after it, play a bunch of games. You got a good pitching staff? We, yes, we, we have a lot of young pitching, and they're working really hard, and they're, they're coming through so far. It's like a puzzle right now. We're trying to put everybody together. You, you don't have pitch clocks yet, do you, in high school? No, but we like our guys to work quick. I, I, I like them to work fast. It's good for the defense. It's good for me, actually, because uh, I like to see them get after it. Coach, tell us about Taylor O'Dell. He's been named the Beefo Brady's Athlete of the Week. Taylor O'Dell is a sophomore, and uh, his nickname is Bull. And it's very appropriate. He, he's a big old boy and just a great kid. And I had a, had a monster week last week. He pitched Saturday and, and got the win. Pitched a one-hitter through 84 pitches. So we were really pleased with that. He uh, hit a bomb in that game. He was six for nine for the week. And he had uh, he had five RBIs. Great kid. Great yeah. player. And on the other side for, for the softball coach, Kendall Doherty, named Beefo Brady's Athlete of the Week. Yeah, Kendall is a freshman for us. Uh, she's a three-year starter now. She said we've only played one game, but she was hitting in the two holes. She's a slapper and can hit. Uh, she was two for two with RBI, run scored. Uh, and she's just she's just a, a wonderful human being. She's our big-time leader, even as a freshman. Well, each Athlete of the Week uh, throughout our championship drive will receive a free gift, or a gift certificate for a free meal at Beefo Brady's in Tillman's Corner. So we thank Todd. Uh, why song and Beefo Bradis for coming aboard again this year? Andy, uh, you mentioned 84 pitches. How cognizant are you of pitch counts right now in high school? Very much so. I mean, since the rule changed, uh, that's that's a big what's deal. the rule? Well, we have uh, like most of our pitchers are sophomores, freshmen and sophomores. They have 100 pitches, so we you can't waste pitches. I mean, even on 0-2 when you used to waste a pitch, you you can't afford to do that now. And you hope the umpires got a good strike zone and. Uh, I think juniors and seniors, 120 pitches. So we're very cognizant. Very really? Cognizant. So there's a distinction between upper class? Yes, we've been in a situation. So, I mean, do when you go to home plate with the uh, lineup card, you got to tell them this is a freshman or a sophomore pitching? or? Well, we have we have, we have pitch counters, and uh, they have one, we have one. You have to compare. Is this between a state in- rule? Yes. You have you have to compare between innings, and and I have, like, four or five people keeping keep ours to make sure. And uh, it's, I mean, heck, we're playing UMS a couple years ago in, in the playoffs, and we get down to the final couple of pitches. We're having to make the decision. Do we want to – we'll have a choice to pull the, pull our starter, but do we want to put our number two in? And you can only throw so many pitches where you can't throw them. You know what's interesting? Okay, you, the, the, they're so concerned about pitch counts, but how about all the times they the warm-ups throw to first? Yes, yes. I mean, those are not counting, thank goodness, but it's uh, – it's, it's very strategic now. I mean, you have to give a lot of thought to it. You don't have to worry about that, do you, Lonnie? We do not. We do not. But there, are, there's been some studies done, and there's some some people out there starting to talk about girls with the slow pitch stuff. I mean, the fast pitch stuff having to have pitch counts. Now, it hasn't gained speed yet, but there is talk of it out there.
Do you have a girl who would go out there and pitch a doubleheader? Oh, oh yeah. Well, our, our girls are dogs now. They can go. Uh, the, our, our pitchers are really, really good, and, and, and both of them, oh, really three of them on the varsity level, they don't care. They'll throw all day. They want to pitch every day. You know, baseball, you, know, you don't necessarily throw a pin every day. I mean, you have your days off and you're, you're, you do long toss these days or whatever. In softball, they want to throw a pin every day. Can I throw a pin today? Can I throw a pin? They want to pitch every day. It's hard to get Caroline out, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, both of them, and Madeline too. I mean, all they just, they just, they just want to throw. They just want to throw every day. It's just, it's just different. It's such a different movement with the with the underhand versus the overhand. And Andy, you've been around baseball for a long time now. Are those numbers as, as good of a, a limit as you can put on high school? Would you like to see that limit change? I mean, I, I guess there's not any one perfect number, but. Is that in the ballpark, for lack of a better term? And, you know, I think they did a lot of research when they when they did that. They went to surrounding states, and they came up with those numbers. Yeah, for the most part. I think it's really an individual thing. I mean, you know, right now early, we keep our kids at 70, 80 pitches ourselves, and we'll pull them. We don't have to, but, you know, it's, it's a progress. So uh, I, think, I think it's in the ballpark. Now, later on, towards the end of the season, I think you can throw you can throw some more according to the kid are and have them shape they're in. Are you aware of high school pitchers having Tommy John surgery? Yes, yes, it seems to be more and more nowadays. Uh, it almost I almost get the impression that would that it's a badge of honor with kids to go out there and throw as hard as they can, and because there's this tendency to believe that you actually come out of it throwing better, which is not true. It's not. Some people really believe that. I mean, we're we're very careful here because. I mean, we had uh, Jake, you know, years ago, and, and again, we're playing in the Bay Bear tournament, and we're up one run with the bases loaded, and I, I'm pulling him at 70 pitches. Well, Shane, Coach Sullivan was here, and we had to pull him at 70 pitches. How hard is that? But we just, we wanted to be, we didn't want to be the one to did jeopardize he, did he his leave career. Grace, gracefully, it or? was not graceful. I can assure you that he did not want to come out of the what's game. The, what's the rudest uh, exit by a pitcher that you've had to deal with? That's probably Jake. Yep, he uh, he he is like. Lonnie said he wanted to pitch every game, and he did not want to come out, which is that's why he's a big leader. Do you ever change pitchers, Lonnie? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. During an inning? Uh, Yeah, and we pulled Caroline the other. She was throwing a no-no against uh, You pulled a pitcher with a no-hitter? It's the first game of the year I needed to get reps. It's not an area game. A no-hitter? Yeah, I mean, she's thrown no-hitters before. She'll be okay. Uh, uh, (laughs) Now, now her dad is my my best friend, too. It was was so funny. He said, you pulled my baby throwing a no-no. You know, he was, it doesn't matter. She's thrown a no-no before. She'll throw another one probably. She'll be okay. It was opening ball game. The other girl needed work. You know, it's about getting reps at that point in time anyway. So it, it was perfectly fine. Oh, I'd have a field day with you if you were a major league manager. No, now that's a different story now. That, that, that's a different story. But they're going to pull them now after five innings no matter what that's in the true. major leagues. Yeah, I mean, true. all this load management stuff, uh, it's, just, it's just ridiculous. But that's another day. All right, guys, you're gonna uh, look good first getting in the state tournament this year, Andy. That's that's our plan. We're working we're working towards it for sure. How about you, Lonnie? Hey, we, we made it to regionals last year, won one ball game, and you know our thing this off season's been you know take the next step, and the next step is the state tournament. So so you know that that's the plan. Appreciate it. It's good to see both of you. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for We're having friends. us. Thanks for what you do.
All right, guys, uh, you guys can continue with your comments in the app at WNSP.com. Uh, we're here at St. Paul's. Uh, we are expected to be joined by Chad Pruitt in hour number three. We'll talk some uh, some Auburn basketball, obviously get you set up with everything going on um, for the for the weekend in terms of SEC basketball. Um, we got a couple minutes, Todd. You, you want know, to jump in here? Mark, the thing about Chad, too, is, and you brought this up in a previous interview, he has the knack of getting on TV, and anybody who was watching the Alabama-Auburn game the other day, he sits behind Bruce Pearl. Yeah. And since the camera's on Pearl, 50% of the game, he gets more TV recognition than just about anybody. Yep. He's, uh, speaking of recognition, you recognize this guy? Oh, all the time. He's actually, he'd be good co-hosting this show. He's, he, he knows his stuff. Yeah, Mark, you're in trouble, man. Yeah, I know. I, I, I took that as a little bit of a subtle shot. I guess I could just exit stage left here. You guys have a good show. I'll, I'll talk to you all on Monday. Yeah, I mean, if you kept take, taking off to these basketball games, we wouldn't have these issues. Yeah, well, that's no longer an issue. But thank you for bringing that up. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> uh, Todd Weissong, Beefo Brady's, joins us here on WNSP. Always appreciate you, you coming by. you got to get here early because you got to get to work because – you open early. Yeah, open up at 10 o'clock. You know, got to get there, got to prep up, got to get ready for the day. And for those of you that think that nobody goes to lunch at 10, I'll tell you, I saw it firsthand. I was over at the restaurant prior to 10, you and I were talking, and sure enough, man, people started pulling up. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. So there's some days where we're just like, you know, kind of nothing goes on, but then there's some, whew, takes us takes us by surprise in the early morning sometimes. What's the special today? You know it is. Fish and chips today. Right. Lent season, perfect yeah, time. It is a perfect time for it. Now, if it weren't Friday hypothetical, hypothetically, what would you what would you recommend on the old menu? I don't know. I, I got some go-tos. Uh, the Cuban sandwich is kind of one of my favorites. Um, you know, anytime you can get a true Cuban sandwich on Cuban bread that actually we get in from, you know, South Florida, uh, you can't beat it kind of thing. All right. Lee, you heading over there after the show or what? Tell you what, it's not a bad idea. I love their shrimp salad. You didn't have the shrimp salad. You had the shrimp rice bowl. The shrimp rice bowl was the rice excellent. Bowl. Yeah. What what goes into that? Let people know. Besides the shrimp, because there were a lot of good stuff. And in a lot of love for Lee. Yeah, I had a lot of Lee for tea. Yeah, that, no doubt. So I had onions, uh, uh, green peppers, mushrooms, broccoli, all that is steamed. And then it's topped off with cheddar jack cheese diced tomatoes, and a poblano sauce, which is kind of unique to Beefo Brady's. You know, when I had Todd on, and he sat in kind of like the co-host, he's very knowledgeable on the local sports scene. Give me give me kind of a uh, an update on what, what you're seeing going on these days in any sport. Well, you know, all the attention right now is, of course, on Auburn kind of thing. You know, Bruce Pearl's the one that's kind of at the top-notch kind of thing of his little typical rant that you kind of deal with. You know, and I'm one of those kind of fans slash coach at one time slash player, you know, when things aren't going your way and the season has, for him has kind of gone the wrong direction, you feel like that that was coming. I mean, of course, when you're playing at Alabama or whatever else, there's just a lot of attention there with that part of it kind of thing. But it was an important game for them. So realistically, if they would have won that game, I, I think they're, you know, they're, in, the, you know, they're in, the, in the game. You know, they're in the show. And so... Christopher Monex Championship Drive. Mark and Lee from Air Sports One on the campus of St. Paul's. Dr. Christopher Monex, our title sponsor, located at 715 Downtown Boulevard. If you have any issues with oral surgery, draw surgery, he's the guy to go to. Uh, having had many, many dental implants in the past, I can certainly 
be one to recommend, uh, first of all, the, the care you get, the, the, the how personable they are in the office. They'll get you through that. And then once you're in that dental chair, uh, 30 minutes later, out of there. And as I like to say, uh, no pain and very, very little discomfort. Uh, in fact, I have a member of the family who's going to be going for dental implants uh, next week to see Dr. Christopher Mullinex. It's and contagious. It is. That's what it is. You think it is, like, uh, in the family? Just or runs in the family, Something like that, yeah. yeah. So uh, if there's any uh, issues or anything like that, uh, give them a call. Uh, they, you don't need a referral. Just give them a call and make an appointment. Let's talk some soccer uh, with the women's soccer coach here at St. Paul's. This is Spencer Duran. Spencer, good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm great. Thank what, you for having me on. What's your background to get here as a coach? I grew up in Fort Worth, Texas and coached at um, a school in Houston, Texas for about six years. And then my wife is from Mobile, so we made the move uh, last summer. She uh, goes to the school down the road that we won't mention their name on, on air. McGill? Uh, UMS. And then uh, so I'm lucky enough to get a job here at St. Paul's and coached the middle school boys team last year and got the promotion up to the varsity girls squad this year. So this is your first year with the varsity? Yes, sir. How's it working out so far? We're off to a great start. We're 2-0 uh, and oh in the area and 5-2-2 two and two overall. So we're off to a really good start. Any good wins you want to talk about? <laughs> Well, uh, not none in particular, but we did uh, we did just travel up to travel up to Birmingham to play in the Warrior Invitational up at Thompson. So uh, we lost both games up there and tied one, but it was a good experience for us to go up and play some of those really big, strong 7A schools. Uh, tell us about uh, Lucy Travis. She is our Beefo Brady's Athlete of the Week. So Lucy Travis is a freshman here at St. Paul's. She's an absolute stud in the back four. She plays our sweeper role. Um, I think Lucy's speed, her confidence, and her composure are what make her such a great player. She uh, is able to chase down just about anybody we've seen on the field so far, um, and she makes all of our players feel safe and secure when she's there in the back for us. Do you have an experienced team? In other words, a lot of returnees, or are you going with a lot of... So we've had some good runs. They've made it to the final four the past two seasons under Coach Ashley Johnson. So uh, we've had high ex expectations this year. We've got a young core, but we are led by our four seniors um, that we have on the, on the so team So when this you year. come in and take over, do you change philosophy or uh, the, the approach to the game? Not too much. Uh, one thing we're trying to do this year is focus on playing possession, keep the ball on the ground, make sure we're not just kicking and chasing. Um, and... Uh, one thing I'm trying to keep up with is Coach Johnson's discipline that she had with the team. The girls really um, were very disciplined. They are very fit. So trying to keep her tradition of, of high intensity on the field. Is, uh, is the game different here than in your previous stops at all? <sighs> Not too different. Um, Probably the biggest difference is the season. In, in Texas, we play in the winter, um, and this is a spring sport. So even though we get to start in the winter here in Alabama, that might be the only difference. But competition level is fantastic. A lot of girls and boys both involved in the club teams um, around the area. So the competition is high, and the, and the level of play is, is getting better and better each year. Did you play soccer? I did, yes, sir. At? Uh, I, just in high school, although I played at Fort Worth Country Day School in, in Fort Worth, Texas. Goalie or defense? I played center, de center defensive mid, so the sixth spot. What do you like best about soccer? The best thing and the worst thing about soccer is it doesn't matter how the game goes. It's just one shot of the ball can change the difference. Um, I love the team aspect. I love the different styles of soccer. Um, and I love that it's the most popular sport in the world everywhere other than where we live. <laughs> but it's getting there. It's getting there. We're, we're gaining popularity. And, and I'm a Spanish teacher here at St. Paul, so I love to incorporate that when I can into the classroom and uh, get to talk soccer and World Cup and things like that. So You're a Spanish teacher? Yes, sir. 
Now, when you talk about it, though, do you talk about it in Spanish or do you talk about it in English? We try and talk in Spanish as much as we can in, cl in the classroom. Stay in the target language. How did you get involved with talking Spanish? Uh, I'm teaching, teaching. I'm sorry. Spoke it my whole life and majored in it in college and then um, just had a background working at summer camps with children. So kind of put two and two together and decided this would be a way that I could spend time with kids in the classroom and get to teach them a language that's brought, brought me a whole bunch of opportunities in my life to meet people and travel and get to know the world from a different perspective. Wonderful. Uh, quickly, before we let you go, talk a little bit about some of the competition locally, uh, some of the teams to look for. I know you got high aspirations for this team, but who are some of the potential roadblocks? Yeah, we've got, uh, we're 2 0 in the area so far. We've got a couple important area games coming up. Um, our 7A classification is definitely a challenge for us this year. Uh, so we'll be looking to face. Uh, McGill, Foley, and Fairhope, and Daphne, hopefully in these first two rounds of the playoffs when we get there in May. Um, and all four of those schools, uh, very, very talented programs. Uh, we have a little bit of a history with McGill, so look forward to seeing them down the road. Uh, and we'll just have to see how things play out. Coach, we appreciate you stopping by. Thanks for hopping on. And uh, good luck with class today. It's Friday, so we're going to take it easy on them. Or? Happy Friday. Yes, sir, always. Absolutely. I love it. All right. Uh, hour number one is coming to a close here. Fear not. There's two left. Uh, Ham Barnett expected to join us here in hour number two. We'll also talk some golf. Um, and then, of course, we'll uh, continue to take your comments in the app. We'll get you set up for the uh, remainder of the weekend, too. Talk a little SEC basketball coming up. Um, and bring the, we'll reset here in hour number two, get you some headlines as well. Uh, you hanging with us for a while there, guy? Yeah, where else do I got to go? I know? mean, it's not like you do anything. Yeah, I mean, that place runs itself, right? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I'm just glad I listened to all that for St. Paul soccer. That was amazing. I just got a little piff, you know, you know, my Baker team losing last week, so it's all good. Well, you so. know what we love about you is that you rarely have ever hold a grudge. So No, I don't hold a grudge. I actually had a great match. It was actually a good, good match between the two teams. I mean, I think they were equally matched. Just, they just came out on top. Yeah. All right, well, well, maybe we'll get your version coming up. How about that? No, he, then we gotta, he's got to have a you know, back and forth kind of thing with this. So. Okay. All right, so no debate. All no right. De mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. Good stuff. All right, so uh, the one and only Ham Barnett has just walked in. Look at that. So uh, we will uh, – let's take a break, reset, and we'll come back. We'll talk a little, quote-unquote, spring football, which, of course, is a sport here in the Mobile area. Uh, it is the uh, Dr. Christopher Mullinex Championship Drive. Mark and Lee, we're in Air Sports 1 here on the campus of St. Paul's. Uh, a reminder, you can be following us on all our social media channels on Facebook. We're on Twitter at 1055WNSP, also on Instagram. You can follow Lee Shervanian. He's not going to tweet anything, but give him a follow at Shervanian Lee. I'm at Mark underscore Heim. All right, it's the opening kickoff right here on the sports station, WNSP. Stay with us. Opening kickoff on the country's first FM all-sports radio station, 105.5 FM WNSP and WNSP.com. 
The latest sports, news, traffic, weather, and timely guests with Mark Heim and Lee Shermanian. The opening kickoff. 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 Here are Mark and Lee. 704, hour number two. Thanks for making us part of your morning. It's the Dr. Christopher Mullinex Championship Drive. Mark and Lee from Air Sports One. We're on the campus of St. Paul's. All right, some of the headlines. Uh, one would be, of course, Antoine Davis had a chance to tie Pistol Pete Maravich's all-time career scoring mark. Missed a three at the buzzer. His team was eliminated from the Horizon League tournament by Youngstown State. And so Davis winds up three points shy of Maravich's all-time scoring record and three three-pointers shy of tying Steph Curry for the all-time single-season mark in three-pointers. Now, their only hope to continue on is to buy into one of those third- or fourth-tier tournaments uh, that pop up after the NCAA and the NIT. One of Auburn's greatest offensive linemen, uh, Kendall Simmons, has been promoted to on-the-field offensive line coach. He replaces Joe Bernardi, who left for Troy, to become the offensive line coach there. And Nick Saban's special assistant, Sal Sinceri, reportedly leaving Tuscaloosa to join Deion Sanders' staff at Colorado. And former Georgia defensive standout Jalen Carter, projected as a very high first-round draft pick, returned to the NFL Combine in Indianapolis yesterday after he was booked on reckless driving charges in Atlanta. He faces two misdemeanor charges stemming from that tragic accident in Athens in which a Georgia offensive lineman and a Bulldog staffer were killed. Uh, Carter was released on bond. Let's talk some uh, high school football with Ham Barnett. Had a very successful first year as the head coach for the St. Saint Paul Saints. Ham, welcome to our show. Good morning. How are you doing? Glad to be here. Football's right around the corner. Now, are it's you gonna, only March. Yeah, <laughs> are you going to do spring or are you going to hold off and do the uh, extended July? We're going to do spring. Um, we've kind of looked at, you know, doing that four, you know, having that four weeks before uh, we play a game. But, you know, that second week, when you're doing three weeks, that second week, that, that week crunched in the middle is always tough to get the kids motivated. And I just can't imagine doing two weeks of, of that as well. And really? I always feel like that that just adds to an already very long season. So if you make a run uh, at some point, I feel like it, it, it could catch up with your guys. It does. Like, I mean, even now, like we got done, you know, right around Thanksgiving, and it feels like that was just – yeah. Not long ago. And, uh, you know, we've been doing the off-season workout thing, you know, uh, winter workouts right now. So uh, I, I kind of like the way our schedule was last year. We're going to keep it the same. Uh, we had, we did pretty well with it. And um, so we're going to keep it like it is. You're going to play a game at the end of this practice, or are you just going to have a scrimmage or what? We're not. I mean, we're a small school. We share so many athletes. You know, baseball could be going on still. And we've probably got 10 or 12 baseball players. you got track. You know, we got 10 or 12 guys that run track. And, you know, that's a quarter or, or a third of the team. So. Uh, we just uh, do a, a scrimmage at the end of spring and kind of see where we are and um, do it that way. And that's the flip side, right? That's the reason why a lot of schools will tack on that week there in July because of that the uh, the mix of athletes that are just aren't available. Yeah, I just I, I like spring. I like seeing. I mean, really, I use spring to develop our young guys. Like we got the eighth graders coming up to be ninth graders, and I want to see kind of where they are, get them acclimated to what we do on the varsity. Like we start uh, morning workouts. Next week, Tuesday and Thursdays, that's just kind of our agility and speed stuff and uh, kind of getting everybody acclimated to what it's like to be on the varsity football team. What do you got returning? Uh, well, I think everybody's heard of Anthony Jones, Junior Tank. Um, he's coming back. He'll be a sophomore next year. 
we'll return five or six on the uh, defensive side of the ball, and we'll return our whole offensive line and a few receivers on the offensive side of the ball and our quarterback as well. So um, I feel pretty good about this team. I mean, we're going to be young. I mean, we're going to really rely, you know, heavy on our uh, 10th and 11th grade class this year, uh, and we'll have a good mix of seniors in there as well. So, um, you know, people thought we were really young last year. We just were really inexperienced in a lot of spots, and so – um, but you know, this is the second year in this in this system, in the defensive system. This is the year five, you know. So um, I feel real good about that, and the way we do practice, and the way we've done everything. I mean, our kids have really bought into what we're doing. So um, I feel good about where we are. We're, our numbers are down a little bit because our ninth grade class is small, our twelfth grade class is not the biggest either. But uh, you know, in a year from now, the numbers will be uh, up again. How about the hype around Jones? Uh, bring us up to date on that, and and, and and about his future here at St. Paul's. He's a special kid and you know everybody talks about his athleticism and his football uh the way he plays football but like he's just a humble kid you know uh he's really kind of come out of a shell here in the last you know few months with all this kind of attention um but you know just sitting around in my office joking around with me something he wasn't doing a year ago so i've seen his maturity level go up as well um but i can't say enough about just who he is and uh as a person uh, how good i mean he makes great grades here as well you know it's college prep school so it's not easy to do well at this school and um he does really well here and he's really you know he's been here since sixth grade so i mean he he knows uh, everything about St. Paul's, and man, I'm I'm excited that he's on on my team uh, how, for sure. How will you use him on the field? Like I did last year, everywhere. Yeah. Um, you know, so defensively, um, we play him at Mike linebacker, so he can run sideline to sideline because he's got the speed to do that. I mean, he's six four, about two twenty five right now too, as a fifteen year old. Um, and then uh, offensively, you know, we we put him at tight end last year. We put him outside receiver last year. You might see him behind center some this year. You never know. Um, but uh, we're going to use him anywhere we can for him to, um, to for our team to be successful. All right. Talk about the offers he's had and and how, how what this has done to him uh, as far as getting big schools now. And I think he's what going to be a sophomore. He'll be a sophomore. A sophomore and having to deal with this right now. Uh, I just tell him, you know, enjoy the moment because that's really what he needs to do. He doesn't need to worry about any kind of commitment or anything like that. And just, you know, enjoy this time where he gets to go see these these colleges and talk to these coaches. You know, we're going to take him to Alabama tomorrow. Um, and so that will be another good experience for him. Just, But the, the funny thing is just like when I tell him these offers are coming in, just the smile on his face. Like it's just, uh, it's priceless. And, uh, you know, so I think he's really enjoying the, and enjoying, enjoying the moment. Where did the offers start? How Where did the offer start? Yeah. So last spring, uh, you know, we have college coaches on our campus all the time. Um, and, you know, last spring some college coaches came out and watched him do some indie drills, you know, his first time on the varsity. And they were like, well, who is that guy? I was like, that's Anthony Jones. He's going to be a pretty good football player. And then after the year he had and uh, sending his, you know, college coaches started coming in and, you know, um, um, right before Christmas and, uh, showing them his, his film, they were like, "All right, we want to offer him." So that's just kind of how it works. And his film, if you look at his huddle highlight, it's it's pretty impressive. Can you get an offer from Alabama if you don't go to their camps? Uh, I don't know that. I mean, you got to talk to Nick about that. Um, but uh, you know, um, they have offered him without him being on campus right now. So uh, that's another offer he's got. So we're going to go up there, and um, you know, he's going to get to look at the facilities and things like that. This Is weekend. he going to work out up there also? Is this a, a- yeah, I mean, they, he could. I mean, uh, you know, they, in the summertime, that's when guys go to camps and stuff like that. So I think the first, you know, three weeks of June, it could be something he goes to. Yeah, but he's going to have to pick and choose kind of where he wants to go as well. Ham Barnett, our guest here for a couple minutes on a WNSP. After what, going back and kind of assessing your last year, first year, 
is there anything that you uh, that you, you're going to change? Uh, is there anything that you um, would tweak as far as how you prepare for a season? Or uh, would you learn about year one? As um, far as you're concerned, I learned I need to calm down a little bit. Yeah, I mean that's the biggest thing. It's like. Uh, it's very. This is very stressful, uh, especially like I have three young kids. I got a, a wife. There's a whole lot of other stuff that goes on, you know. Um, but just uh, being a calming presence for the football team. I think you know the team builds uh, feeds off what the head coach is doing, and so if I'm losing my mind, they're usually going to be losing their mind. Yeah. And so just p- trying to be that positive, um, positive person around them more. Um, but all, all, I mean, every off season we look at the different tweaks we make offensively and defensively because the players change. So you kind of have to fit what you're doing based on who they are. And so we'll make a few changes this year defensively. I mean, I always pick up one or two things in the off season that we'll kind of do and use. Like, you know, for example, like with with a kid like Tank, I mean, I want to put him at different spots. So uh, we got another, I mean, we got a few other special players, like a DB. Um, we got a corner, Kate Horton, who's been a two-year starter. So I want to do some things with him uh, to make sure he's making plays. So just those kind of things what we look at in the offseason. Do you make the rounds during the offseason uh, at, at colleges to get, things to do or some of these high school clinics yeah i mean and also like these college coaches that come in too like i make you know they sit down with me and i kind of see some different things they're doing every time they come in here as well and then we got a great relationship with south alabama and kane womack i mean um he's i talk to him you know once every couple weeks and you know just try to you know see some things he sees as a head coach and things he's doing as well and then you know i got a great resource down the street at terry curtis too you know as well and then you know coach mask you know then i got uh shane sullivan here who's you know been here for 20 how many many years 25 years or more and so he's somebody i talk to every single day about you know program and where we are and what we can do to be better quarterback you mentioned the returning quarterback. How important is that for you this year? Very important. So this is the first time in my going on fifth year that we've had a returning quarterback. Uh, so that's five years. So And Braxton will be a junior this year. So uh, he has a better idea what the offense is. He's had a great offseason. He's cut some weight. He looks faster. He looks leaner. Um, he's playing baseball right now. But I think um, his football IQ will jump this year. And he's got the tools. I mean, he can throw. Um, and I think he can really lead this team. So I'm excited to see what he does this year. Defense was your was your specialty. You were coordinator here. How much are you involved with the offense now? I'm still pretty involved a little bit, but like I try to really let our coaches coach. Like you hire guys that you trust, and like the guys that hired me, like Collier and Coach Mask, and then Coach Sullivan, they've let me coach. And so when you hire someone, you want to let them coach. Now if they're not coaching at the expectation level that I want them to, of course we get uh, get I get after it a little bit, but. Um, you know, we're going to run the football. We're going to play good defense, and that's kind of what we're going to be here. Do you do you ever during a game, or did you ever during a game, like at least to yourself, say, why did he call that play? Uh, did that ever occur? <laughs> like it does. Or I'll say, hey, run the ball right here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what, what, what are we doing? So things like that. What are no, we doing? I mean because they they watch the film. Like I'm really focused on the opponent's offense, and that's really and I, and I watch a little bit of uh, what they're doing defensively. And there's there's things that they do similar to us. I can tell them some holes that I see in it. But I want the guys. We got a good coaching staff, and so I let them do their thing. Um, and, you know, I give some suggestions at times, like if it's some play action stuff or some bo- or some boots or things like that. But, yeah, I, I let them coach. Well, I, you talked about expectations. Uh, I think probably uh, outside this program, I think people would have said last year's team probably exceeded a lot of expectations. Uh, 
Did you feel that was the case? I know, I know you always have the highest of expectations, but you guys got rolling there, especially late. Yeah, we like to win. I yeah. like to win. Like, Breaking getting the news. coaching yeah. to win. Right. Um, but, yeah, like, I mean, going into the season, honestly, like I thought uh, at best we could probably be a 7-3 and three team, honestly. Uh, ended up being 5-5 five and five at the end of the year. Um, but, yeah, I felt, I felt like making that run to the quarterfinals was really special, especially for my first year here. Because um, I don't think, like, I remember walking to chapel the, the first week, and uh, this lady stopped me that uh, runs Spanish Villa, which is an apartment complex right here. She goes, y'all are real young and aren't going to be real good this year, yeah. right? And I was like, <laughs> shut up. Like, what are you talking about? Um, and then so that was kind of a driving force, and the kids heard that too. And so that was a big motivation for last year. And I think this year's the same way. I think, you know, I don't think expectation level is, is where it usually is at St. Paul's uh, for football. And so we're going to use that as a rallying cry. All right, before I let you go, you mentioned a lot of names. Uh, any any spe- specific games on the upcoming calendar that people might have circled more so than others? I think there's a few. Yeah. Uh, you know, game one's UMS. <laughs> game two's <laughs> McGill-Tolan. Uh, let's see. Is there another game? Um, you know, the Theodore game was real special to me last year because that was where I used to coach. Yeah. And then this year we got a new coach out there. So uh, we'll see how that goes this year. When's Sarah land? Uh, that's week three. So, so we, you go UMS, McGill, <laughs> Saraland. It was the same thing as last year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the same exact schedule. So after uh, you roll over those three, you got it going pretty good. Yeah, well, if we roll those three, I think we'll, I feel real good about it. What you ought to do is have that lady do the same thing that she did last year to motivate the team. There will be some other ones. It's always grandmas, though, a lot of times going, <laughs> God bless you, Ham. God bless you with this team you got. I'm like, yeah, God bless you. We're going to be blessed this year. So. <laughs> Great seeing you, man. Thank you for stopping by. We appreciate it. Yeah, I always enjoy it. Thank you all. All right, scoreboard traffic and weather next. It's the uh, Dr. Christopher Mullinex Championship Drive. Mark and uh, Lee from St. Paul's right here on the sports station, WNSP and WNSP.com. Stay with us. Hey, this is Buggins Blakes from the world-famous Harlem Globetrotters, and you're listening to WNSP in Mobile. It's our Dr. Christopher Mullinex championship drive. Mark and Lee in Air Sports One. We're on the campus of St. Paul's. We are brought to you in part by Hancock Whitney Bank. Big thank you to Robbie. Also, Sinorama, Harvey and Thomas Orthodontic. Also, uh, Barnes Family of McDonald's Restaurants, Will Barnes, Greer's Markets, and Cash Saver. Uh, Beef O'Brady's Tillman's Corner, Rich's Car Wash, Ward International Trucks, LNS Air Conditioning, and the Green and Phillips Injury Law Firm. You know, normally at this time, we talked to Alec Naiman from Naiman's Catering, but we are having, I understand, some technical problems with our phones. I apologize for that. Alex, of course, will be back with us uh, next week. But, um, They'll, uh, they'll be busy tonight with the South Alabama Invitational with baseball uh, tonight, tomorrow, and the next day, Alec Neiman and his staff uh, doing the uh, catering out there as far as the concession stand. So I uh, appreciate everything Alex does for that and for us here at uh, WNSP. And if you have any needs coming up, any banquets coming up, any reasons that you need something, somebody to cater, give Alec Neiman and his staff a call. All right, uh, continue with your comments in the app at WNSP.com. Um, we talked a little bit earlier about the uh, the basket, the college record. Um, it's $50,000 for um, to get into, for Detroit Mercy to get into that CBI tournament. I say pay it. 
Well, that's easy for you to say. What about the school? What's their budget like? It doesn't matter. Think, think of the publicity it'll have for years to come. Think of it as promotional fees. They get a lot of publicity right now. I mean, I, I couldn't believe, like, the lead story on the uh, Sports Center this morning, every Internet site. The thing is, when you go into the, that CBI, it's buried uh, with the NCAA tournament, uh, and, of course, it's even buried behind the NIT. I, I was kind of surprised last night. I was going around. I was thinking, didn't some station pick up this Detroit game? That, I mean, to me, that would have been fantastic because I've never seen them on TV and I would have thought, and I and I, I like some of the games that were going on last night. I'm like, they couldn't put Detroit and Youngstown State with this guy going for the all-time record, but they didn't. Uh, at least I couldn't find it. And so, in uh, a CBI game, they're not televised anyway. But you know, they would get. Obviously, it wouldn't take long for him to get the record. It's just too bad he had such a poor shooting game. But you give a credit to Youngstown State too. Uh, they've defeated Detroit now three times this season as they move on. They're the top seed, Detroit, with a record of like 14 and 19. But, I mean, Mark, he was 7 for 26. Yeah. Think about that. I mean, to get to 50%, 7 out of 14, my gosh, that's a very poor percentage. Plus his three-point shooting, which he's really accurate, he was just 4 for 16. Well, I mean, I don't I don't know how they played him, but at the end of that game I would have fouled him so he couldn't even gotten a three-pointer off. I would have fouled him well, before you know what he happened? was in the act of shooting, put they had him a, on the line, let him let him shoot a one and one He wouldn't have gotten the record. They had a five-point lead, Youngstown State did, and then a technical was called, but I don't know what for what. So they sent, they sent Antoine Davis to the line. He hit the two free throws, and then Davis got the ball with virtually no time remaining. Youngstown State already had the game pretty won, so all he had to do was come down. He had an open three and missed it. Yeah. Um, speaking of basketball, um, it, we'll uh, keep an eye on the SEC this weekend. Uh, and c- kudos to South Alabama and Richie Riley for, for the win uh, yesterday. Um, they advance, so we'll keep an eye. It's, it's, it's March, man. Here you we know are. what, Mark? It's, and somebody brought this up I, earlier. In the, why are these games so early? So, like, we're on WNSP, we have the Alabama game against Texas A&M at 11. The Auburn-Tennessee game, I think, is at 1. And the Jags game against Southern Miss is 11.30. So, like, after 3 o'clock, for those who follow schools like that that's it and and it's a good point like and i know tomorrow you know the the tv networks like duke and north carolina i know that's even though north carolina is having an off year i know that's considered a you know big time rivalry game and there's a lot of rivalry games on tomorrow but are the teams that we follow heck we'll be done at three o'clock or 305 give or take all right, it's uh, 729 here on this Friday. We come back, we'll talk a little golf here at St. Paul's. It's our Dr. Chris Romanek's championship drive from Air Sports 1 right here on the sports station, WNSP. Stay with us. Christopher Mullinex Championship Drive. Mark and Lee, we're in Air Sports One. We're on the campus of St. Paul's. All right, nationwide, I mentioned the Arnold Palmer Invitational. It's going on. John Rahm off to a great start, 65. 
leading by two shots. We talk a lot of local golf right now with the golf coaches here at uh, St. Paul's Episcopal School. Let's bring in Amanda Niehoff right now. Good morning, Amanda. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. I'm good. How are you? So what's the transition from coaching the women's basketball team to golf like? That that happened quick. Well, it's a little bit different. Um, We have a different um, coaching demeanor that we have and rules that we have to follow. Um, This this season... um, what it looked like is uh, we finished in the uh, uh, basketball-wise in the uh, regional semifinal game the Monday before Mardi Gras, and I got about three days to kind of reset, and then I was on the golf course the following Monday. So you didn't waste any time at all, huh? Um, uh, no, sir. So uh, this week was our first week that we played um, uh, in competition. So we started off with 18 holes at Lake Forest, and then yesterday we had another 18 at Timber Creek uh, versus Spanish Fort. So. Um, and then uh, next week is a, a practice week for us, and then we'll hit the road. Oh, well, we'll do a 36-hole tournament at Rock Creek in Fairhope, and then two weeks later we'll hit the road um, in Birmingham, and we'll, we'll play at the Highland Park Golf Course. Do you have, a uh, let's say, a top-notch returning team from last year, or do you have a lot of newcomers? Um, I did not graduate any varsity uh, scorers. So we've, <clears throat> we've got um, a solid group coming back. Um, the beautiful thing is um, that none of them will graduate this year either. So um, I've got five girls that play varsity. Uh, two are gone at Disney World for our senior trip. It's a popular and, trip, apparently. <laughs> yeah, yes, sir. Um, and then um, so one of my JV players has got some experience this week, Stella Gillespie. And, um, and then I've got Carson Sally, Avery Sykes, and Daisy Howard, who are are uh, putting up pretty good numbers this year. Less stress coaching golf than basketball? Yes. um, I like to call myself the uh, uh, general manager and hydration facilitator. Uh, uh, Fancy. Yeah, yeah. You know, you got to class it up a little bit. Um, No, the girls are awesome. They all have swing coaches. You know, I kind of cater to making sure they're in the right headspace. and, uh, uh, and just making sure they're having a good time. Do you ever get out there, though, and tell them, well, maybe if you put the ball this way or this way or this <laughs> way, do you actually do give them advice? Uh, yeah, sometimes. A, a lot of what I do on the course is make sure I know the course a little bit before, placement. Before, we, uh, before we get out there and just remind them, you know, not every single time do you need to step up to the tee box with your driver and knock it as far as you can. Do you, you ever know? caddy for them? Uh, we're actually not allowed to. Come on. No, we're not. Uh, in competitions, um, they've got to do it all. The um, the only instruction we're allowed to give is from green to tee. So um, they've got to kind of navigate that themselves. And to their credit, um, they've they've posted the, their highest scores this season yesterday. So are you more likely to hit a free throw or, say, a six or eight foot put? Uh Free throw, okay. most definitely, most definitely. <laughs> um, although we should be trying to sink six foot, eight foot putts, uh, if I can leave a good lag, it's a good day. So, do you did you play golf like coming through the ranks, or how did you get the gig to do to do uh, golf? Honestly, my my husband was a really good golfer, and so okay. when I met him, um, I, I I got into it, uh, uh, you know, and I, I play socially a little bit, but. Um, um, you know, the girls, like I said, they've all got their, their swing coaches, and they, they've put in a lot of work even through the summer. And so, you know, just yesterday, um, a year ago yesterday, um, um, we played Timber Creek. Um, and then yesterday, we dropped our team score by, by 40 strokes. So um, um, it, it's, it's amazing the uh, improvement they, they have from year to year. 
Um, we've got a junior, a sophomore, and a freshman. Any of the basketball players play golf? Um, yeah, Lillian Little. She's one of my varsity players. She was uh, my starting three guard, and she'll be our four or five player nice. uh, this year. So um, she can't get rid of me. Uh, Coach, before we let you go, tell us a little bit about your Beef O'Brady's Athlete of the Week. Um, our Beef O'Brady's Athlete of the Week is Carson Sally this week. Um, all three of my golfers are pretty, pretty even um, on varsity, but this week she posted um, the lowest score. Uh, at Lake Forest and the lowest score yesterday and so um, she's really uh, put in a lot of work went into IMG camp this summer and and it's really paying off and so um, I'm proud of Carson and um, I'm excited um, what she can do over the next two or three years well congratulations on your basketball season yes, and uh, best of luck uh, with golf all right thank never, you I never, appreciate it. never a slow moment for you no I wouldn't have it any other way we appreciate you stopping by. Thanks so much. Yes, sir. All right, let's uh, let's uh, switch gears here. Talk a little uh, uh, men's golf here at uh, St. Paul's. Well, last uh, week we had a Dave Armstrong. I think just about the same time uh, we have another Dave Armstrong, and maybe this will be contagious. Uh, wherever we go, we'll find a Dave Armstrong. With this right. Dave Armstrong plays golf or coaches golf. Coaches Dave, golf. How you doing? Great. How you are you guys? You play, though, don't you? I play a little bit. I actually grew up as a swimmer. Um, I got into golf here at St. Paul's. The ex-head coach, Zach Lambricht, um, I've been good friends with him for a long time, and he brought me along as his assistant the last six years. And when he moved on to different things last year, I stepped in to fill the role. Well, we have a student athlete joining us. Why don't you introduce him and you take over? And That's right. We've got a pretty young team this year, um, but luckily the – freshman that's sitting over here is the defending 6a state champion that we're bringing back that's buddy fleming that won um, 6a state last year as an eighth grader so are you with the famous fleming family yes sir <laughs> <laughs> yeah go ahead coach i'll let you take over and i'll talk to uh buddy in a little while go ahead yeah so um we're young this year we graduated three seniors last year so our starting varsity lineup right now is two freshmen and two sophomores so it's been fun the first few tournaments kind of figuring out competition golf's a lot different than than practice golf and um, we practice at the club in azalea and we've all been shooting really well there and then getting into competition and the pressure that that um, puts on players has kind of caused us to shuffle some things around the first few weeks of the season um, but luckily we've got a pretty consistent one man here that keeps putting up good scores for us. Fleming name, very synonymous with football. I mean, all you have to do is look at the record books and see it's still up there. That's right. So, buddy, how'd you get involved in golf? Was football ever given a thought, or was strictly golf all the way? Um, I played football from, I played football for like two years, and then I just, I just didn't really like it that much, and then kind of got into golf with like friends and stuff like that. And, and, and this rise of yours to become like a, a state champ, just talk about that. Um, it just all the hard work. You play every day? Yes, sir. How is uh, is it any different going into this season than it was last season as far as your preparation? Not really. You just you just go out there and rip it? Yes, sir. <laughs> so where's your what, what what are you best at? Are you best on the greens, driving, short game, what? I'd probably say driving is probably the best. I think how, how far? Um, Usually three hundred, four hundred, like three hundred. And I would say the thing that separates Buddy is his work ethic compared to other players. Um, he's out there every day after school, but days that we're off, I mean, this kid lives at the golf course. Which one? Which course do you go to? Uh, the Country Club. Okay. Yes, sir. 
So, how, Dave, how does it, and buddy, you can also, you, I'm sure you have a swing coach, right? Yes, sir. So how does that work with you being the head coach here but with the swing coach? Yeah, I would kind of echo what Amanda says. My job is really to hopefully get them in the right headspace as we're out there. Um, our assistant coach, actually, Ashley Lamar, who's a math teacher here at St. Paul's, was an ex-assistant club pro at a course in Georgia, um, and he really can help diagnose guys swings and work he, he yesterday at practice he caddied for our varsity guys for a couple holes each just talking about them how to look at court look over a course how to read greens where to put balls not necessarily any swing advice because they all have professional swing coaches that they have um, but just learning how to prepare how to play a golf course versus going out there and just swinging clubs every time. Buddy, were you ever intimidated last year going up against seniors, juniors, or anything like that? Does anything bother you on the golf course? Not. It bothered me in my seventh grade year, but then after after that, it was really fine. I mean, do you get like, what's this fresh? Now you're, now you're intimidating everybody. I mean, you're the 6A state champ. There are juniors and seniors in there quaking in their shoes over there. But I mean, yeah. you're on the course, like, do you hear the, man, what's a freshman doing out here doing this? How is this possible? Not not a whole lot. What's the worst lie you had last year on any course? Let's see. And how'd you handle it? <laughs> or maybe you didn't have any. I thought he was asking you what was the worst fib you said yeah. last year. I'm like, well, that's a random question. I don't even remember. He's Nothing pretty, like in the traps, sand traps, close to water, anything like that? or I've got one from this year. Go ahead. I hit one out of the water on I hit one out of the water on what would have been my seventh hole at our last tournament. And I got a little bold and tried to hit it and it worked out. <laughs> it did. But are you starting to get offers from schools? No, sir. Not yet? No, sir. It's oh, a little early, huh? Yes, sir. Yeah. We got to hear from uh, the tournament we played at Tuscaloosa this week. The Alabama coach spoke to them on Monday night. So you saw a lot of young guys going up there and making Buddy went up there and introduced himself just to start getting their names Very out cool. there. How about the team itself, Dave, this year? Yeah, we're young. We're competing up in 7A this year. We got bumped up after last year. We, uh, it's your fault, kid. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> got a, we got a red map last year. Um, Mountain Brooks in 6A and has been Still? Very, very... How do they stay in 6A? They seem to be great in everything. That's the uh, public versus private school. So, I got you. Um, they, are, they are in 6A, and they've been pretty dominant there for a few years. We think that the school down the road, UMS, they have a good team this year. That They're up in 6A this year that will give Mountain Brook... Um, a run for their money this year but up in 7a uh, like i said we're super young um so we're trying to figure out we're going to do re-qualifying next week we're going to qualify again sunday monday tuesday wednesday just getting our guys out there playing trying to get five guys out there that can shoot consistently um these other schools we're playing against are they have five guys that can shoot 75 or better um every time they go out there so it's tough with our young guys trying to find just the right combination of those guys that can go out and play under tournament pressure what's your favorite course uh the country club of birmingham yeah yes sir how many times have you played four or five something like that i'm assuming you've had some success there too which which always helps with that question uh i've played in a qualifier there and i like i just like the course really yeah do any of your friends like to play golf with you anymore or are they <laughs> 
Uh, yes, sir. Or are they all just trying to come? They, they want to beat you. That's the thing yes, now, right? So now they're coming after you. Yes, sir. Oh, you got to love friends. All right, what's the first class today? Spanish. Are you going to get at it? Not bad. You have the soccer coach. Is that's, he your uh, CSE? Is your uh, soccer coach your teacher, Spencer? Uh, no, sir. He was my teacher last year. Is he a better soccer coach? Or don't answer that. Yeah, it's, answer. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's time to go. Hey, uh, we appreciate it uh, that you guys stopped by. Thank you all very much. Uh, best of luck uh, this upcoming season. Very cool to meet you. Congratulations on your Beef O'Brady Athlete of the Week award there. Um, we'll hand that to you. So that gets you a free meal over at the Tillman's Corner. Um, location. So we appreciate it and thank you all very much. Thank yes, you guys. Thank appreciate you. it. All right, we're going to wrap up our number two next right here on the sports station WNSP and WNSP.com. This is Mayor Sandy Stimson. You're listening to Sports Radio 105.5 FM WNSP. Welcome back in. Wrapping up our number two, it's the uh, Dr. Christopher Monex Championship Drive. Mark and Lee, we're on the campus of St. Paul's. Yeah, and again, thank you to sponsors like Hancock, Whitney Bank, uh, Sinorama, Harvey and Thomas, Orthodontic. This is a, a segment we would have had John Ricchetti in, but due to some technical difficulties with our phones, uh, I will tell you that John Rom. He's having quite a year. It's quite a start to this uh, golfing year. He's got a two-shot lead at the Arnold Palmer Invitational. And uh, Chris Kirk, who won last week, Mark, he's like tied for second, two shots back. Guy hadn't won since 2015. Since we have so much time now, when I first moved from New Jersey to Pensacola, and one of the events that I covered, I'll, I'll just never forget this. I was, I was always a huge Arnold Palmer fan. I'm not a golfer. I admit it. I mean, I tried it. didn't work out. But I really liked Arnold Palmer. And so being invited to meet him, we had a press conference, and getting a chance just to, to meet him. To me, I mean, like, you know, here it is, what, 1979, something like that. And he was like a legend. And he's one of the, the real greats in the sporting world. You know that I've had the pleasure, and, and to go out there and, and meet him and, and cover that event. You know, and it's been going on. Now, I don't. It's not in Pensacola anymore. I'm I'm not exactly sure what part of Florida, but that was certainly one of the highlights when I took over that position down in uh, Pensacola for eight months. Best. Who's the most famous guy you ever met, or person you've ever met? I can give you two right off the bat. Right off the bat. What Jackie Robinson and Joe DiMaggio. All right, how'd you meet him? Well, Jackie Robinson had retired from baseball, and I was a, a big Brooklyn Dodger fan uh, growing up because my dad was, and he used to take me to Dodger games. So I was very familiar with him as a baseball player, but again, I was very young. I did not, and I'll be honest about it, I did not know about all the, the stuff that was going on, the civil rights and the problems that, you know, that he incurred being the first black. So I guess I was eight or nine or something like that, and I, was, I used to go up to Massachusetts, Springfield, to stay with my aunt and uncle for a week, which was just a fabulous week since he owned a bakery store, <laughs> and, so, and I had free run. 
But my uncle took me to a banquet, and Jackie Robinson was the uh, guest speaker. So after the event, I remember going up to him, and I say, I remember, I'm trying to, he gave me an autograph, we shook hands. I had no idea that I was meeting somebody who had such an important, let's say, role in, in society. So when at, you, you met at, one of the most famous, your most famous encounter, yeah. you didn't even know the guy was famous. I didn't. I only thought of him as a baseball player. I only thought of him That's as a baseball funny. player. I didn't know of, that all that would follow, that, that baseball would retire his number, that Jackie Robinson Day, the Civil Rights. Mark, no, I was not aware of all that. You know, I lived in a very, in that era, there was very little media, there was little, uh, very little attention given. So you didn't know about things like that. The Joe DiMaggio one, though, was unbelievable. So I had moved here from Pensacola with with the new job and back then they did not have the SEC media days like they do now all right and this year it's going up to Nashville so I um I was going to Atlanta I don't remember exactly why or what was going on but Auburn and Alabama had their own special days Mark do you remember any of those uh were you now you wouldn't have been around for those where like Alabama would bring the media up and the coaches would have dinner or a barbecue or something like that. I think I attended one with Bill Curry. But Auburn used to have this get-together at Lake Martin. Well, they don't anymore because you have the SEC Media Days. Pat Dye was the host. So David Housel, the sports information director, I got an invite to go there. But, and ordinarily I wouldn't go. But I'm on my way to Atlanta. I said, what the heck? I'll stop in. So I stopped in at Lake Martin. I, I was very unfamiliar with the area and things like that. There was hardly anybody there on the campgrounds. Pat Dye was there, maybe two or three others. Every other media person was doing something, either in a boat fishing, playing volleyball. I don't. I, and they had some, uh, they had competitions going on, which I didn't know about, nor would I have participated in anyway, because I just wanted to stop in and say hello. So we're in the campgrounds at Lake Martin, and out of nowhere. Joe DiMaggio comes, and I'm like, you've got to be kidding. I'm like, obviously, I knew a lot about him. I had even, I had even gone to an old-timers game once when he hit a home run at an old-timers mm-hmm. game, right? He comes in there. I had, what is he doing here at an Auburn get-together? Apparently, there was some kind of friendship, I think, between Joe's agent or friend and maybe Pat Dye, and there were so few people around. So, again, I had, I knew that this was not a guy you chit-chat with, Mark. This, there are certain people you just do not make small conversation. So I was very guarded. I, I may have said something about seeing him in an old-timers game. You did not bring up a lot of things with him. He was very prideful. He did not want to talk about quite a few things in his background. If you ever read any of his autobiography, not his autobiography, but the books about him, was like he was not an easy guy to talk to. I don't know if it was the shy side or whatever. But just to be in his presence. And th- at the time I met him, he was well known more for Chuck Full of Nuts when he used to do those commercials. I think that was what the one he was doing, right? Um, or whatever. I'm, I may be wrong on that. But whatever commercial he was doing, you always saw him dressed up and everything doing these commercials. So uh, the conversation was short. I, I didn't get any autographs. We, we obviously didn't have phones. He, you didn't take selfies. I wouldn't have anyway. But those would be the two. How about you? Uh, the most uh, po- uh, what famous person I've ever uh, met, or, or celebrity, or somebody that you know that uh, might be impressed with, probably Robert Redford. 
Oh, yes. Yeah, I met Robert Redford when I was a kid, and so there was that whole natural uh, thing going on, so that was pretty cool. Um, but, yeah, that, that one, outside of sports, that one's probably the most, the, the, the one that comes to mind. Shane, sit down for a second. I, I don't want to hold you up trip, but we're talking about, Mark asked me about the most famous celebrities I've ever encountered or met. Mark mentioned Robert Redford, his big... Yeah, about, top that. Yeah. How about you? What's your headset on? Any Anybody that you came across in all your years coaching, in school, uh, on a trip or anything? You know, I, I met Fred McGriff one time from the Braves. My biggest celebrity. You know, he was up at the Alabama game and uh, and walked him. Herschel Walker, probably <laughs> some of the biggest celebs I've, I've met. See, Herschel, Herschel actually came... Uh, it's funny because I guess because... I, he came on a show once with us, mm-hmm. and, but yeah, he would. But McGriff is going to the Hall of Fame this year. I know. Did he? Uh, are you going up? Cram dog. You know, he's up? awesome. I remember that whole team. That team was great back in the '90s when I was in college. So, if you had a chance, would you go to Cooperstown to honor him? Oh man, I sure would. I would love to. It's one of my, you know, one of my things in the box. I want to check. So, uh, Mark, years ago when I was in grammar, I guess I guess what eighth grade, so still grammar school. So one of my friends, they had a uh, a farm up in Cooperstown. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't like best friends, but we were, you know, still friends. And I was invited to go up there for a whole week. Yeah. Cooperstown. And at the time, they used to have the major league game up there. Mm-hmm. And the Dodgers were playing up there, my favorite team. They had just moved to Los Angeles, though. So mm-hmm. I was a guest of theirs for a whole week up at Cooperstown. Of course, right. we went to the game and. We went to some of the other sites up there. It was yeah. really cool. For yeah. a kid like my age to go up there, wow, mm-hmm. this was really big time. Yeah, and I remember was Tommy Lasorda came down and, and spoke at Frank Sims. He did a he did a dinner one night when they was trying to get lights at Spring Hill, did a fundraiser there, and he came down and spoke. And, well, how was that? It was great, man. He was great. Got him, you know, he's a character. Yeah. You know, he's an awesome character. So uh, he was great to meet, shook his hand, said hello. So it's all good. You all know, good. Mark, the other day as I go through all my – stations and everything there was a redford movie there and i should have stopped to see it i haven't seen all of his movies yet but i do like him <laughs> you, you see i'm sure you saw him in the avengers right you i was no you should no, see the no, look no. I'm Robert you, redford? Should, you no. should get the look no, I, you no. should see the look i'm getting right now uh all right so in hour number three we're going to be wide open you guys can uh hit us up in the app at wnsp.com uh one of the things we have not discussed yet uh bryce young has talked to some folks as is like a tradition at the combine and the pre-draft process, quarterbacks and their height have become yet another talking point. And, of course, Bryce Young is right there in the middle. We'll get to some of that and want to hear your take on how much of that concerns you about Bryce Young's future. Uh, and, of course, we can uh, we can take an unofficial poll as the most uh, – popular people you've the most famous people you've ever met stick them in the uh, in the app i can't confirm or, or deny whether you actually met them but we'll take your word on it um lee one of the least most popular people or famous people lee ever met he didn't even know the dude was was famous at the time so how about that <laughs> well sure. I, I knew he was famous as a ball player but not everything that transpired because it hasn't ha- it did not happen yet i was really wrong i i got apologies Jackie Robinson was chuck full of nuts. Joe DiMaggio was the coffee man. Mm-hmm. I apologize for that's right, because I was thinking Robinson, but Joe D was doing the commercials mm-hmm. for coffee something, whatever it was back then. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what he was. That's what people knew him for. I knew him for his baseball. Yeah. yeah. 
So you actually knew the product in which he was advertising? Yeah, it was all over TV then. <laughs> I'm just well, saying you're always say, talking you about those commercials. You're always just saying about the Super Bowl that you never know what the product is. So I guess well, different times, different strokes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was Mr. Coffee. I think that's what it was. <laughs> Lee pontificating to himself here on yeah, the air on this Friday. All right, uh, hour number two in the books. Hour number three on the way, wide open. It's our Dr. Christopher Monix Championship Drive. We're at St. Paul's. In Air Sports 1 at Sports Radio 105.5 FM, WNSP and WNSP.com. Stay with us. Opening kickoff on the country's first FM all-sports radio station, 105.5 FM WNSP and WNSP.com. The latest sports, news, traffic, weather, and timely guests with Mark Heim and Lee Shermanian. The opening kickoff. Here are Mark and Lee. All right, 8.04, welcome back in. It's our Dr. Christopher Monex Championship Drive. Mark and Lee in Air Sports 1. We're on the campus of St. Paul's. do appreciate Dr. Christopher Monex coming on as our title sponsor and all of the sponsors who make these uh, visits possible. Uh, next week, we'll be going out to Faith Academy. All right, so we got a question. Oh, yes. uh, the only thing that people want to know about your Joe DiMaggio story is if, indeed, Marilyn Monroe was with him. At the no, time. and she had already died, I think. Was that after? Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure many people and, and, listening and know you bring the that up. time. That is something you would never ask Joe DiMaggio yeah, about. Yeah, probably not appropriate. Now, he, very standoffish, according to books I've read. And, again, I was very, very careful uh, and, it, look, I didn't have a long conversation with him because he's not very, very talkative. You know, in reading books about him, very few of the teammates really got a chance to really talk to him. Some of the people, like maybe Phil Rizzuto or maybe Billy Martin, but other than that, Joe DiMaggio was not, let's say, a palsy wowsy guy that you're going to go out oh, with and have a drink. Guy. You know, like, hey, hey, Joe, come and have a drink. He was very private, very reclusive. But no, uh, the Marilyn Monroe subject was something you did not even go venture anywhere close to. And she had already, I think she had already died at all uh, before that. He wouldn't have lasted long in this day and age of media and press conferences. Uh, they would have torched him. Well,. I don't know. He was. It's hard to say because he was so popular, though. I mean, the people loved him because he was such a great ball player. But, you know, there is a point you're right because Ted Williams, Ted Williams did not, the media torched him up in Boston. The, Yank, the Yankee media did not. Now, i got to be honest with you. I wasn't around when, you know, he quit in 1951 due to injuries. But, like, you're right, though, because the two, Williams and DiMaggio, there was a connection there. And Williams did not get good press at all. He deserved a lot better in Boston, but he was kind of surly with the media, whereas DiMaggio, I just think, was standoffish. All right. um, Bryce Young um, is now the latest quarterback to have to get grilled about his size 
and his height. I think he's officially 5'10 and some change. Um, he was uh, today actually asked about, he said, I've been this size respectfully my whole life. I know who I am. I know what I can do. For me, it's fair. Everyone can speculate and ask whatever questions are necessary. I'm going to continue to control what I can control. Yeah, this has really become, as you would expect, a very big issue with the draft and the combine and so forth. Um, I hear so many talking heads get on there, you know, uh, the, the beating he would take. You know, he's because of his size, because of his weight. He's not your – if he was 6'3", 6'2", 6'3", 220 pounds – They'd be raving about him. They would that because and and we all know his talent. I mean, my gosh, uh, those of us who follow Bryce Young, but right now he's being pegged as the number one quarterback to come out. But you know how things can change, and you're going to hear a lot of silliness going on. You know, the draft, fake news, and stuff like that. So you don't really know what to believe. But it's true, Mark. You you listen to many of these. Uh, shows that are devoted to talking about the NFL draft. And, boy, I tell you, there it, a lot of these guys come on and put him down because of it, not because of his talent, but, you know, say, well, you know, Drew Brees, well, is he is he Drew Brees? You know, because Drew was under six foot. This thing about size with quarterbacks. So I don't know. I, I personally think he'll be the first quarterback taken. I'm not going to buy into all this fake news and everything. And, and if the Houston Texans – wind up taking a quarterback, I, I would assume he'd be the guy, I would think. What what fake news? You said Oh, there's fake news all the time every time before the draft. You know, general managers throw. Oh, people I thought off. you were talking about Bryce Young. Oh no, no, no. I'm talking news. about in general. Like, no, he's not he's not five ten and a no, half. No, 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 not I'm sorry, <laughs> not about that. I'm talking about the, the general managers give out false information so as not to sure. uh, give any kind of hint as to what where they want to go and you know, if they want to make trades and things like that. No, it's all over the place. No, not about Bryce Young. I hope he goes as as high as people think he will. I'm also interested now in the two others, Jalen Carter, who's back in the combine, I guess, doing interviews, I assume. Yeah, he's back, yeah. Is Stetson Bennett up there now? I haven't seen anything on him. And I, I was led to believe that, you know, remember he said, oh, I can't come to the senior bowl. I have to get ready. I'll be ready for the combine. Yeah. Um, and I was reading a follow-up story as to what happened to him down, was it the Houston area or Dallas area, the time that he was picked up and arrested when he was lost? <laughs> trying to knock on doors or something but i've never seen any a follow-up as far as the charges whether they were dropped or not on him. well just recently um i think the athens banner herald kind of obtained an incident report uh from uh dallas police um so he was if you guys remember he was knocking on doors at like 6 a.m in this in this neighborhood or whatever but according to reports he hid behind a wall to in an attempt to evade police, according to the incident report. Um, so if anybody's got look, I'd much I'd much rather be an, uh, answering questions about being five ten than answering questions about why are you evading police at six a.m. in the morning after knocking on doors. So, um, but I was curious. I think I read that's the report I read, but I didn't see. Was there any follow up on on charges or was he ever? exonerated or is he look out of face a hearing or anything like that uh i don't believe See, that's so. what i haven't seen anything on now with carter you know obviously people are saying well how is this guy allowed to well if they're misdemeanor charges and he posted bond you know i i mean it's you know that that's the reason he he's he got he's back where he in indianapolis i'll say this 
I would have thought maybe he'd go run and hide away from the uh, the NFL as far as interviews, but he's not doing it. No, well, I mean, hiding and not doing the interviews is going to hurt more than just sucking it up, sitting there, and, and, and answering the questions. Uh, according to reports, Stetson Bennett is there, but he has not talked publicly since. So I'm sure as the combine continues here, we'll we'll get more information on Stetson Bennett. But, yeah, I mean, I, I think – I think people are more interested in the Stetson Bennett story simply to see what the reaction is more than people care about whether or not he's going to get drafted or where he's getting drafted. I mean, Bryce Young, it's all about, you know, it's it's funny because I, I think <clears throat> I think we all get a little tired of the whole size question. But if it were you and you're a GM, all things being equal – you're going to take the bigger quarterback, right? It just makes sense. So I, I certainly understand why people have reservations about Bryce or anybody that that is sitting at five, ten and a half. Um, but it, it'll be fascinating to watch, see who takes a shot at him, and to see how his game translates to the next if, level. Uh, if you're a GM and you got the first pick, your job's on the line. And if you, oh, if you, no doubt. You know, a lot of GMs have lost jobs because of that. Because they picked the wrong guy, or it's sent. Because you know your franchise could go spiraling if you don't come up with the right pick. But you know, so many times these first picks don't materialize. Uh, Killy Smith comes to mind. What was he, the quarterback at Oregon or something like that? Went third or something like that. Tim Couch, he didn't have much of a, uh, a pro career. Uh, of course, I remember when the Eagles booed because Ricky Williams. They didn't get him. Instead, they got Donovan McNabb, and. They booed that choice. That was the year that I think the Saints traded their whole draft class to get Ricky Williams. And the Eagles wanted Ricky Williams, and the fans were booing and booing. McNabb led him to a a Super Bowl. They didn't win the Super Bowl, but at least he took them there. Yeah. Got to love the draft. See, I love the draft the way most people love recruiting. Uh, So I get why there's that fascination with recruiting and all that stuff. But, man, the draft is just chock full of great stuff. So let's do this. Let's uh, let's take a break. We'll do scoreboard, traffic, and weather. By the way, we were talking about uh, cars the other day, and uh, Kelly in her newscast was talking about how p- local officials were saying 30% of cars are stolen. Uh, 30% of cars stolen have their keys inside. So we have news of the weird and don't even don't even don't even know it. But there's an, another story out there about those that own Fords. There's now tech out there that if you miss a payment on your car, there's a way to uh, remind you that you've missed a payment and it's going to make it incredibly uh, awkward for you. I'll explain how when we come back. Here comes your scoreboard traffic and weather. It's our Dr. Christopher Mullinex championship drive from St. Paul's. We're in Air Sports 1 at Sports Radio 105.5 FM, WNSP and WNSP.com. Hey, this is AJ McCarron, and you're listening to WNSP. All right, 820 on this Friday edition. Thanks for hanging with us. This is Dr. Christopher Mullinex, 
championship drive, Mark and Lee, from our mobile studio of Air Sports One. We're on the campus of St. Paul's. Uh, thanks to the uh, Barnes family of McDonald's restaurants, careers, markets, and cash saver. And tonight, you know, they have that rooftop down there at St. Louis which people rave about. I haven't had the opportunity, but I know some who have. Tonight, they're holding the weigh-in. They have an MMA competition at Abba Shrine tomorrow. Something like 12 fights or something like that, Mark. And the weigh-in is tonight on, uh, at Greer's, the uh, St. Louis uh, store, the venue, on top of that roof. Also, uh, Beef O'Brady's Tillman's Corner, uh, Rich's Car Wash, Ward International Trucks, LNS Air Conditioning, Green and Phillips Injury Law Firm, Hancock Whitney Bank, Sinorama, and Harvey and Thomas Orthodontics. Yeah, a lot of people to thank uh, for giving us an opportunity to uh, put the spotlight on uh, spring sports and spring athletes. It, it's rare that we get a chance to do that, and so we've been very uh, blessed here over the last couple, three years to be able to do this uh, here. And so we will continue to do it throughout the course of the spring season. All right. So Kelly Finley, who does our our, our, our news, brought up the point, <clears throat> And you would think that this wouldn't be an issue, but 30% of all stolen vehicles, Lee, have their keys in the car. Now, I don't, I don't wish ill will on anybody. But in this day and age, if you're leaving your keys in your car, I mean, aren't you kind of asking for your car to get stolen? Well, it's not like you're putting a sign out there, take me. Well, you, you, be, you be, yeah, but there's Lee's keys, by the way. Yeah. So I'm in the car. It's my, my key. Is my car okay? Yeah, it's fine. Perfectly fine. All right, thing good. drives on rails, right? Man, I don't even know if things running. Yeah. But how crazy is that, right? So here, it, it, so here's, here's your PSA. Well, let me ask a lock question. Your, lock, your, lock your car and take your keys with you. It's not rocket science, yeah, people. So, like, uh, the, the report, so, like, the keys are in the car, but is the car locked or is it just? Well, that just brings up another whole yeah. issue of dumbness. I would hope not. All right, so let me be fair. Let me be an objective journalist here. Somebody give me, a re in the app or here presently, give me a good reason why you would leave your car unattended with the keys inside like what is a valid reason and i'm not talking about well i'm running into the house to grab something and i'll no, be right I'll give back you a reason give maybe, me a good reason maybe they don't like the car and they're hoping to get insurance if it's stolen and uh file yeah, yeah. 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 i'm serious i mean that, i can't think of it i i can't think of a better reason like my car's been stolen oh okay you're covered and you didn't want the car anyway all right piece so of junk probably not a good reason but a legitimate reason so i'll, I'll take that uh Insurance fraud. All right, let's start with insurance fraud. Um, yeah, there's something that never happens. Yeah, let's let's go there. That's a good reason, I guess. Um, I just, I, you're just kind of asking for it. And oh, by the way, now that leads me to the other story I saw. So, um, if you have a Ford, you might want to listen up. Um, the Ford Motor Company filed for a patent on technology where they can remotely shut down. Your car, shut down your radio, shut down your AC. Uh, if you miss a payment or you're behind on your car payments, they can go in and essentially shut down any aspect of your vehicle. And at the very least, there will be an, in quote, and I quote, an incessant and unpleasant sound coming from your car. So if you hear a weird sound, you're like, oh, I got to get that fixed, chances are. In the future, it might be because you hadn't paid your bill. I I would never get to drive my car. Yeah, I'm literally. I'm, this blows my mind. That's like Skynet. 
Like, that's not cool. That's a Terminator reference. Yeah, right? I don't like that at all. I, I, uh -uh. Have, I have a solution for that. Oh, we make your payment. No, uh -oh. pay up front. Well, well, yeah, well sure, payment. yeah. There's I a mean, reason why we right. pay monthly, Lee. It's because some of us, unlike you, can't <laughs> pay up front. That's your problem. I pay up front. I don't want, I don't get car payments. I don't like them. You, what do you pay? You pay cash? You, is that what that briefcase is for? <laughs> You'll never know. There, there's, there's cold, hard cash? Could be. And your keys are just sitting there on top of it. I'm, I'm having a Pulp Fiction moment where they just open the, the yeah, briefcase right. and there's just like a glow. I don't know what's in there either. I'm just sitting here excited after the first thing that we talked about, leaving the keys in the car. That would solve my my, my, my slow payment problem that, that we were just discussing. Uh, what, you're just going to go around looking just, for cars with keys? No, like just uh, leave, leave mine in it. Leave the keys in it and be like, here, take this thing. If you pay up front, aren't you avoiding having to pay interest? Well, well yeah. sure, yeah. Okay, that's it. That, enough said. <laughs> I want to know what's in the briefcase now, Mark. Now I want to know what's in the briefcase. Sales proposals. Mm-hmm. I just think it's fascinating that Lee just assumes that everybody has the money to pay up front. I assume that. I just said that was my suggestion. That's the suggestion. I mean, there's a reason these companies come up with insurance rate. I mean, with uh, um, interest rates. Now, I will say there have been times driving Air Sports One where I have parked my car and and left my keys in it, but it's behind a fence, a gate. It's not like it's just sitting out on the side of the road or anything like that. You know. I mean, and where do you pick up Air Sports One from? I'm not, I'm not saying where that is because my keys may or may not be in my car right now, which they are. So you you wouldn't put that key in, I don't know, your pocket? Well, I would. Well, here's the thing, and you know, Mark knows this because right before I left, I had to, the reason I bailed on the show today was I had to take my kids to school, which scarily enough, my daughter drove for the first time, uh, drove us all to school. But um, – I had to take the fob off just so that I could. Was she driving my car? Or no, it was my car. It was my car. It was my car, Lee. I would never let her drive. Apparently, everybody's driving Lee's car. Yeah, now. Yeah, I mean, no, it was paid for up front. What's, what's, what's the downside? <laughs> no, so that, I mean, to take the fob off of the keychain, to take it without the pain of the butt, I just leave it there. Just leave it there. Won't be. Yeah. yeah, that's right. I forgot. <laughs> Ken is my insurance yeah, it's a, it's a It's a big pain to have to, you know take the fob off it might be a bigger pain if you walk come back and there's no car there well yeah there is that because i did not pay up front likely so uh where's the air sports one where does that stay when, when you're where, not driving well, it well i'm not gonna i'm not gonna tell you say where it is what do you care it's behind a fence no i know right fence. yeah <laughs> that'll keep them at guard, bay guard dogs all over the place oh yeah it's terrible you should see the dogs they have at this place it's it's uh armed security oh yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely all i know they say there's cameras everywhere i've never seen one and they do have a light at night that flashes i don't know what that means could be a faulty circuit could be some sort of weird security thing i have no idea but mm. but that's the only reason Sounds i like could see stranger things experience it, it really is there could i don't know what's going on in that metal sheet yeah. building but i don't want to know all right in the where Metal sheet building. Really? All right. Yeah. Let's Google and like lock it down. <laughs> Free Chick-fil-A gift card for anybody that can oh, find Matt's car oh and remove it before God, the end of the show. Oh, come on. Am I an no, accessory come now? Come on. No. I might be an accessory. Would you be willing to provide a uh, Chick-fil-A no, gift card? Absolutely if, not. For somebody to steal Air Sports One? No, no, my car. His car. No. Oh, he thought about it, though. What yeah, if they just momentary. borrowed it? No. They had to bring their kids to school. <laughs> I, I don't want to uh, be an enabler of somebody to steal stuff. I'm really against stealing. All right. All All right. Lee's okay. an enabler. All right. And I'm being brought up on charges. So now I'm kind of. Just do not follow no, my Snapchat. I'm not because I'm You're the one advocating stealing, <laughs> not me. Like, I'm just trying to get somebody some free Chick-fil-A. That's all. <laughs>
Like, if they want to come up and ask me for one, that's fine. I had people do that yesterday. But really? don't go steal. Don't go steal your car. Okay. To get all right. It, I'm not. I'm not hell, he, taking care of that. Well, that's true. You don't. I'll, you, I'll, I reward you for stealing a car. I'm going to give you a Chick Fil A. All I can say is don't follow my Snapchat because it's on there all the time. Like me picking up the bus. <laughs> Please don't don't do that. You'll know where it is immediately. All right, two more segments here from St. Paul's talking about. Well, I'm not even sure what. I want to run the forty. I want to run the forty because you guys were talking about this morning. How, right. how big was that guy? Let's go mark it off right now. I'll run the forty. Friday edition. In the app, I've left the keys in the car to keep the AC running while the kids wait in the car. And then when I get to my final destination, I push the button to turn the car off and I've forgotten to put the keys back in my pocket. I, right, but you're not intentionally leaving the keys in the car. I guess it's my point. But you right. see, but I, I, you know, you know, you have a certain like muscle memory. Like, I don't know about you guys, but not only, not only do I make sure my keys are with me when I leave, but I'm constantly patting like my pocket to make sure I have my key or my phone or or my wallet. I'm constantly patting. Matt's looking at me like I'm crazy. I, I've caught you, y'all know I've lost the keys to Air Sports One more times than I can count. We've had to have countless keys made. Uh, I'm not going to say this part on the on on the air. No, nobody's listening. Go ahead. No, no, okay. <laughs> The the one gas cap that we use we we use duct tape to get it back on because the key was lost and we couldn't get the gas cap off to fill Air Sports one up one time so we had to remove the actual lock from the gas cover so that's how it stays up there now but yeah I'm terrible at it man but my car is smarter than me my car will tell me if I close it and lock it my car will go beep 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 you left the keys in here like I, it won't let me do it. Oh, you got the, one of them fancy schmancy Yeah, and if, or if, and if I leave, it will notify me that the key is no longer, the fob is no longer near the vehicle. It will continue to run, but if you shut it back off, it won't turn it back on. So it's smart. I bought that car. That's one of the main features that sold me on the car. What's <laughs> the fact I couldn't lock myself Man, out? When Matt rolls into a car dealership, salesman must be like, here comes my next yeah, sucker. Here yeah. we go. Dude, it's awful. It's terrible, man. And this one comes with AC, sir. <laughs> well, I'm going to well, need that, uh, yeah. so I'll take it. Hook me up. Yeah, you should. Like, Lee, Lee is so nice to let me borrow the, the Prius. To get my car so I can get my kids to school, like when we conflict when I, in the weeks I have them. But I'm not going to lie, Lee, it took me two or three times to figure out just how to drive it because it's totally different from how you drive a regular car. I mean, a regular car. Is a Prius not a regular car? <laughs> I mean, I guess it is. It's just different. The the shifters up here Look, and I have, super quiet. And, when I drive my wife's car, it's totally different. Sure. Because I'm so used to push this and I don't have to use a handle. Hers. There were times when I was parking it, and I'd forget to put the handle to park because I didn't do that with my car. It's totally different. So I know what you're saying. There's I mean, a button on the Prius to park, to put right. it in park. You and don't it does put it everything. in park. Right. It does you just everything. push a button, and it automatically, automatically. parks it. Boop, and it's, it's, it's different. You didn't run my gas tank down, did you? No, no, not at all, man. Well, I just went from here to I, where we store I still had 434 miles yeah, left. So I'm going to check that when I get, wow. get in it. Yeah. Lee's like that overprotective dad of his brand new car. He doesn't want Junior taking it, well, checking the mileage, new, the gas. New, new car, no, it's been around the block. Yeah, yep. 
But I, I can't. I can't think of any legitimate reason to, to just leave the key. Meanwhile, so. Matt's like the uh, parking attendant in Ferris Bueller's Day Off when uh, <laughs> Lee gives him the car. I am. Oh, we'll take good care of it, sir. <laughs> Don't you worry. I got you. Cracking open the odometer and rolling it back before it gets here. <laughs> Lee's going to need new tires, more gas, and an oil change by the time Matt's done Listen, with it. Listen, y'all talk. Ken is my insurance agent, so can we not? Can we talk about something else? Let's talk about some sports. Let's talk about that. <laughs> He's like sitting right here. I mean, getting you for insurance fraud sounds like a pretty good sport for me. Oh, Did you have to move the seat back when you got in the lease car? Uh, I did not. I did not. Did you? Okay. I I did not. I didn't adjust anything. Not even the mirror, which I really could. I had to really duck down. You're telling me not to say anything in front of your insurance guy, and you're sitting here. Screw it. I don't need the mirror. (laughs) Whatever happens, happens. But yeah, it's nice. It's a great little shuttlecraft. Thank you, Lee. Shuttlecraft. That's how it felt. All right. So all I'm saying is, if you have, long story short, if you have a Ford, it starts making noises here in the near future. Chances are you missed your payment, and just be lucky. It's just some incessant noise, and they didn't turn off your AC in June. That's crazy. That is crazy. Right, Lee. You say so. <laughs> Don't forget, I don't have to worry about things like that. No, but when the next car you buy up front, see, to uh, avoid interest, I was you hoping that this might be my last, but I'm hoping I don't have to. So when was the last car, what was the last car, how long ago was it when you last financed an automobile? Oh, my gosh, I can't even remember. Mark. Like 10 years, 20 it's, years? My wife and I both subscribed to paying off and not having debt, debt. except for the house, and that's paid off, too. So I, I don't living know. living his best life over here. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I can't remember. I know we didn't, when we moved down here, we didn't have much. I don't know if we had car. I don't remember if we had car payments or not, but I don't, you know, we didn't have much at all. So perhaps back in the 80s, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. Times have definitely Well, the changed. thing is, look, okay, let's be up front. Up front. If, if we can't pay it off, we're not getting it. All right. Simple okay. as that. Right. Okay. Simple as that. All right. I mean, everybody's got different thoughts on this, but some people like to pay off and others don't. And that's okay. Car payments are fine. Well, I don't my think brother, it... my brother used to um, lease and, you know, he and I have different thoughts on that. You know, I would never do that, but for him, it was successful. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's, a, yeah. I don't think it's so much as people have, don't want to pay it off. It's just that they, they're not capable. They're, there's not. They're not in a position to pay something off right off the top. So you have to. You have to finance it and pay what you can when you can, for as long as you can, even if you have to go a little longer so that you can have what you need. Make sure you have that gap insurance, in case there's an accident, because that happens. Just, now he's just trying to impress you over here. <laughs> there's no discount for knowing insurance. No, I'm just saying in case something wink, wink, nudge, nudge happens to it, it's all paid off. Like if you buy the car and it depreciates so much that you're kind of upside down and you got to make sure you have that. All right, so here's my insurance. You want to get on? You might as well jump on with us. Get jump on here, man. We can totally. All right, so here's my question. Here's my problem. Why do I, as someone that has insurance, why do I have to get insurance in case the guy that hits me doesn't have insurance? That sounds like a him problem. Well, that's because most people in Alabama do not have insurance, so you've well, got Well, you to... need to fix that. <laughs> <laughs> We're looking out for you, you know, making sure you've got the coverage you need. But at the expense of my expense, like, I got I to gotta get that finance. I can't pay that up front. You don't have the magic briefcase? No. <laughs> Don't we all need a magic briefcase? I'm telling you, man. <laughs> all right, so thanks for clearing that up for me, Ken. Really do appreciate it. 
How are you, by the way? Good, man. Things are good. Good. Thanks for stopping by and well, hanging out with I us. I appreciate uh, the invite. It's always fun. Yeah. You got any uh, advice on insurance for guys that leave their keys in the car? Or? I just don't disclose that in front of your insurance okay. agent. So okay. That's, so that was that's, step number that's one. Key. That was the wrong. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Good. Very important. Not adjusting mirrors. Probably not a good idea to admit <laughs> either. That's okay. You know, I, I do the same thing when I get my mom's car. It's like, you know, I'm already up on the dash, but I hate adjusting her stuff. Yeah. You know, I just... Yeah. <laughs> Well, if you don't adjust her stuff, then you're adjusting your stuff, That's and you true. don't you don't get out the same man you were when you got in unless you more, adjust. I'm a lot more flexible than yeah, the yeah. mom. I so. was going to say, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, getting into Lee's car, it took a little adjusting for me to get in there. He's a lot. Smaller. So I noticed you were perspiring. That had to do something with the fact that your daughter was driving this morning. Oh yeah. Oh my God, big time. We we should mention since Ken's here that she is of the legal age to drive. Yeah, I'm assuming. she has her permit. I don't, I don't no, want to assume she anything. has her permit, and of course, you know, I'm there with her as the licensed driver. So. So, Ken, what happens if something happened where I'm insured for my car, but he has it and gets in an accident? So, in the state of Alabama, <laughs> insurance is actually primary on the vehicle. So, you know, you know, your coverage would be first up, and then if Matt, like, really, like, totaled out a bunch of automobiles in your car and, like, you exhausted your limits, then his would kick in. So. Well, he's oh, like, so all this time I've been borrowing Lee's car, it's actually on him if I wreck it? It is, it is. So, man, oh, oh, this is, this is also the last Drive time like a wild you man. are now going to borrow his car. <laughs> yeah, I hope you enjoyed your last drive. <laughs> Thanks, Lee. Thanks. I appreciate all this time. So he's not covered by you if... No, no, not 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 at all. Not Matt, no. Wow. No. I've got Definitely a special Matt. Matt exclusion. Yeah. <laughs> I got to tell you this too. When I got my life insurance for Ken, it was hilarious. I, I've never been tested that much in my entire life. I, was, I felt like I was at the combine. I really did. You know, I was like, "What's next? Wind sprints? What are we doing?" Well, the good and he got coverage, right? He did. He I got did. coverage. Somehow yeah. I passed. I don't know. So how. the good news is, if Matt can get covered, pretty much anybody can get covered. I had to put in a good word, but yeah, yeah. Oh we got it through. Gosh, you, had to, you, had to, you had to push some stuff That's through. We, we did. Thanks a lot. Thanks Call a, a few lot. favors. Oh my gosh. So I don't know if you're able to to uh, reveal this, but is he, is he worth more to us now he in the afterlife is. than That's, he is currently? Yes, he yes. I got to be so. honest, he wasn't here for about three fourths of the show, so <laughs> the value isn't. In fact, he might be costing league money since he's driving his car. I didn't know that, Lee. I'm sorry, but I do I do drive carefully when I drive it. And I don't drive it far, thankfully. As far as you know. <laughs> as, but, yeah, as we'll find out. We're, we should go down there. Th- we got to take a break anyway. Let's go check the odometer reading. And can I, I really want to run the 40 to see. First of all, I don't remember how fast. Like, the fastest. Is, I there, think, is there room out here to run sure, the 40? Sure, I think so. And look, I don't know how we measure it off, but run we can drive down to the track. Run downhill. It'll uh, be faster. No, okay. run uphill. No. Let's yeah. do that. No, God, no. No. Back when I played uh, many moons ago, I think the fastest I ever ran it was a 4.8. Once. Really? Once. But, I mean, I was like 175 pounds back then, you know, and in good shape. This guy from Pit- Pittsburgh, four, six, right? 469. 469. He was a, he's a tackle. Yeah. And he ran a 469. All right. Well, it looks like kids are getting out of, in between classes, so this would be a perfect time to get you out there and run. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I can't. The running's not what scares me. It's the stopping. That's the part that scares well, yeah, me. That's tip number That's one of the first tips about running. You don't stop. Just run through. Just run, run, run and, on and that through. cast iron fence will stop you oh, that's there. true. <laughs> that's true. There is a big cast iron fence. All right. And if you do have a heart attack during the, you know, the run, we've got you covered. I'm covered. You're I'm right. covered. Thanks, Ken. Thank you for that.
So there's no clause about extraneous activities <laughs> like running? There's no act of fool clause in, in the policy, so he's okay. How about mar- parachute job? Yeah, he can go skydiving. He can do all, all that thing. stuff. Now that, we, yeah, now that it's issue, we're oh. good. Are there, any, are there any activities that will get your life life insurance policy uh, revoked? Like, are there, nope. is, there's, you can do whatever you want? Once, once it's in place, you're good to go. So that, that's when why we I talk got that about, policy. When we talk about that type of stuff, though, that's generally – NFL franchises or major or, or sports organizations writing that into their contracts. Yes, yes that, that yeah. has nothing to do with real insurance. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. The the I think a lot of them go through Lloyd's uh, for for that kind of stuff because they're you know high profile, high dollar. So yeah. So Lee can go skydiving or parasailing or scuba diving with sharks, all that fun stuff. Wow. What do you think? I'm not. <laughs> not thinking or no i'm not doing any of that, stuff. Doing that. come on you only live once That's no, right. i'm not a thrill seeker okay. this is as far as i'll go as far as thrill seeking okay this show all right i got you all right uh 844 one final segment i guess we could walk off 40 paces here and, and time it real quick okay all right Ken, will you, you help yeah will you I'll help with you i mean well you got somebody's got to time it though Oh, someone's got to time it and someone's got to video it. Right. Yeah. Oh, we got to video it? Wait, nobody said anything about a video. I just said I want to try it. Hey, we're in an electronic you, uh, age, man. Have you ever had hamstring pulls? Uh, no. I'd be very careful. Yeah, I'm going to go warm up. To. I need to go warm I need to go be warm up. Very careful. Warm Matt up. doesn't know the difference between a hamstring or quad anyway, so yeah, it's all going to hurt. Yeah. Dude's going to. Isn't that the quad right behind us right here yeah. in Sa- at St. Dude, Paul's? Dude's going to snap an Achilles right here, and we're going to have to pick him up and put him in Air Sports <laughs> 1. And you're going to have to drive the vehicle. <laughs> I can do that. I know you can. <laughs> All right, one final segment, I think. It's the uh, Dr. Christopher Monex Championship Drive from St. Paul's. We're in Air Sports 1 right here on the sports station, WNSP and WNSP.com. Stay with us. Hi, this is Jake Peavy, MLB pitcher and Mobile, Alabama native. You're listening to 105.5 WNSP. School again. Many thanks to Shane Sullivan and the coaches that dropped in to say hello today during our three-hour broadcast. Uh, next week we'll be at Faith Academy. Looking forward to uh, running into uh, Woody Head and some of the coaches out there, and maybe talking spring football. Upcoming programming, of course, right after this show, you get the uh, Dan Patrick Show. Uh, that's going to be followed by Chuck Oliver and then Corey Labounty from three to six and uh hopefully you'll stick around for that tomorrow we will carry the alabama texas a&m game very little riding as far as the sec title alabama as you know has already wrapped up the title so that's that's a foregone conclusion obviously they'll be the number one seed going into the sec tournament but of course they want to continue their winning ways and get some momentum going into the SEC tournament. I think it's going to be a tough game tomorrow. I really do against Texas A&M. A&M, I don't even know if they're even on the bubble. I don't see their name that much. Obviously, for Auburn, it's huge against Tennessee. If you believe the Bactologist and even Bruce Pearl and some of the other uh, coaches, how important that is. That's a 1 o'clock game. And as we talked about earlier, the Jags in Game 2, the quarterfinal, Sunbelt Conference Basketball Tournament. That's 11.30 if you're going down to Pensacola to see the Jags take on Southern Miss, a team they just walloped earlier this year. Although going into that game, Southern Miss had the best record in the Sun Belt, and South Alabama won by, what, about 30 points or so. It was a very impressive going. And then tonight, 
at uh, Stanky Field. The Jags have an invitational. They've got uh, Pepperdine tonight, Iowa tomorrow, and then Southern. Do you have fun? We haven't done it yet because it's, apparently it takes Matt longer to get knee braces on than it does to actually run a 40. I can't run it without the knee braces. You guys don't understand. My knees Matt, are so, like. Matt, ditch the idea. I'm, so, I'm, I'm ready for this. It. So here's what's going to happen. Ditch We've it. marked off roughly 40. It's basically 40 paces, right? Yeah, I'm ready. Now, here's the problem. Uh, it has a slight decline unless he goes uphill, which he's not going to want to do because he doesn't want the time to be any slower no, than it already is. I can not I won't be able to stop. Right. The- so the other issue is it's slick outside. It's a little wet because there was some drizzling. So he's going to go downhill and then either slide and bust his ass or run into the shrubs over the fence. Okay. So I'm going uphill so that doesn't happen. It All might right. affect my time. So we but, will try to t- we'll we'll tweet this out maybe on the or we'll put it up on socials at WNSP.com since we're we're not going to have time to do it now. Are we going to do it right now? I, I can do it right now if you're ready. Well, that would require Lee to talk into the uh, the mic by himself without us here because we need uh, Ken out there to 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 time it and then me to record it. Okay. All right. So you well, you want to go solo here for a second? Hey, Lee can do play by Lee can do play by play. You can lead out the window. Play. Lee. Yes, do play by play. Okay, this is All fantastic. Right, here we go. Hey, right, hit I'm the re- hit the record button on yeah, this. Right. Uh, uh, what's your name, Nick? Okay, here all we right, go. Here we go. All right, let's go. Okay, I'm ready. It's all, right, all you, Lee. Boy, boy, this has certainly been quite a show today, from insurance and so forth. Forget sports. So there is. Uh, not to be confused with some of our great Olympic runners, Matt McCoy, which I'm going to be right on record, Nick. He really shouldn't be doing this. I hope there's no hamstring pull or quad pull or anything like that. But he's going to run the 40 outside uh, as we close the show. And it's just too bad it's not being televised because you can't really see. But I'm I'm waiting to see him come sprint. I say sprinting, maybe a, a walking trot or something like that. Nick is not actually in running shape. Mark's out there taking videos or whatever he's doing. I don't know. And we're still waiting on this uh, 40-yard dash. So let me say, again, tomorrow we have Alabama basketball. That's 10 o'clock pregame and then, of course, 11 o'clock with the uh, tip-off against Texas A&M. Wish St. Luke's the best today. The Wildcats uh, taking on Alexville. That's going to be a 1045. It'd be great. Here he goes. He's running. He's chugging. Look at him go. My gosh, he is just dashing right in front of Air Sports 1. He probably uh, is going to need an oxygen mask after this, I would think. But they did time it. I don't know what the time was. We'll, we'll get a clue in on that. But he just did the... I guess it's 40. Yeah, I'd say it's probably about a 40-yard dash. So I don't think any of the NFL players have anything to be fearful of, of their, of Matt you know, coming in with a record-breaking time. At least it didn't appear to me to be so. Uh, I have a, a, an official time here. Matt McCoy in the 40-yard dash, uh, 7D or 7? What is it? 7.35. Oh, that's not bad. No, not at all. That's good. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are you, are you okay? Here, let me hand this over to Ken. There you go. It was impressive. No injuries uphill. You know what I, the win. You know what I, you know what I like about it um, is that I thought he was consistent for the whole 40. Like, you know, he didn't start fast and then slow down. He was slow the whole time. <laughs> And so I, I thought uh, I thought that was the, the best way to do it. That his, w- his form was was outstanding. Yeah, yeah. right out the gate, right out the block. Yeah, yeah. Two eighty, baby. Now the question is, do you want? They run it a couple times at the combine. No, do you, you no, want to try to? No. 
No. You want to take a look, Lee? Do they yeah. have oxygen here on campus? <laughs> Anything? There he goes. Look, did you see how he got off the, out yes, the gate? he did. All right. That's good stuff Matt, right there. I congratulate you on not getting hurt. Thanks. I really do. I, I want to thank uh, the, uh, the Merrill Company for the knee braces. <laughs> And uh, Newman's Ambulance for standing by. That was uh, nice of them to pull up right before we did that, too. So, Yeah. You have no gigs this weekend that would have interfered with this running? Uh, uh, no, no, thankfully, no. Yeah, That's good. why I knew I was clear if I did hurt myself. Plus, Ken was here. He's my insurance agent. He yeah. could have been like. He would have ripped uh, up. Yeah, we're not uh, covering that. No, we're not he doing that. He would have ripped up that policy <laughs> in two seconds. <laughs> I got a first aid kit around here someplace. That's yeah, you I, do. I, I still have it in my uh, Prius. <laughs> he does. I know. I do have one. Do you remember a, a yeah. cheerleader got injured one day? and they came on here she had cut herself during a routine and they were like do you have a first aid kit we're like as a matter of fact we do thanks to ken that's right always in good hands right oh yeah oh hey. look at that ken. clever yeah clever. usually you bring us something what happened a, a dry everything dry up <laughs> the office gave away too much stuff <laughs> he couldn't afford it up front that's he had right. to finance it <laughs> oh boom there it is <laughs> So are you going to use this running as kind of a, when you go and try to get other people insured, get, uh, example one, look what can happen exactly. if I insure you? Show, if I can insure Matt, I can right. insure exactly. anybody. So. so use that kind of a, a selling point? That's right. Listen, I'm, I'm, Lee, I'm just excited that, you know, 40 years later, I went from a 4.8 to a 7.9 or whatever I was. 7.35. 7.35, yeah. It's pretty good. I was proud of you. Yeah. In the old days, I would have had to tackle somebody at the end of that. So, Well, there was a brief moment where Ken and I were talking. We are like, should we just mess with him and move it back? Just keep moving it back? Just keep going further back? And again, you were going uphill. Uphill against the wind. Against the wind. Yeah. Right. On yeah. slick surfaces. On slick surfaces. That's right. There's video. Uh, I'll probably send it to our good friend Nick back at the uh, oh, studio. I'm, I'm sure and, he'll put like the. And, and he'll, uh, he'll get it up on social for you guys. What was, what was the old movie where they ran in slow motion all the time? Chariots of Fire. Chariots of Fire. He'll probably put that music to it. I don't. Does Nick even know that movie? He might not even yeah, know that. Probably movie. not. Yeah. He's not in a faction in a form. Yeah. <laughs> People aren't killing one another. <laughs> I applaud him for that. We could have put him in dress shoes to make it more challenging. But yeah, that's true. But thankfully, these you know five-year-old Nikes that have seen their best days a long time ago, they uh, they held up pretty good. So. Yeah. Do you wear those during the promotion meetings? I do. I do in case I got to run out of there, out of there, run out of there quickly. It's happened on occasion. Uh, a lot of, Heim has gotten a lot of phone calls he had to take to suddenly leave the promotions meetings. I've, yeah. I've noticed that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's <laughs> got to go. Oh. Yeah. I, I, I'm. Whatever. <laughs> I'm always. If I'm you're going to say it, today would be the day. I was going to say it. I'm, I'm always enthralled to sit there and watch people read from a piece of paper that I'm reading from. But. Uh, <laughs> All right, Lee, you got big plans this weekend, my man? Yeah, lawn work. Lawn work. Uh, you miss lawn work. You're glad. You no, love be, your I'll lawn work. It. I love working on the lawn. Uh, in between Alabama and uh, Auburn basketball games tomorrow, it'll be the lawn. Nice. Uh, my son, by the way, shout out to the Faith Academy archery team. Uh, my son shot his personal best at the regionals this week. Hey, going. So I uh, don't know if they made it yet or not because everybody's got to get all their scores in. But they all did very well. Is he well. going to demonstrate for us when we're out there next week? Uh, hey, I'll, he'll Maybe do it. Maybe put an apple up here on top of oh the Oh, my roof. God. I'll, I'll have him do it. He'll do it. Let's let's test Ken here. Let's see what his reaction is. What if we put the apple on Matt's head? <laughs> not covered. Not <laughs> covered. That, that is not. Okay, so we're not doing that, Lee. <laughs> Can he split an arrow with an arrow? No. Have you shown him Robin Hood? You Look, totally I, have. I have. No, he hasn't seen it yet. We just, I just, we just, I just got to show him in Indiana Jones. He didn't, had never seen Indiana Jones, and I didn't know that. Yeah. And he saw the trailer for the new one, and he's like, 
there were more, and I was like, I failed as a father. <laughs> well, he'll after he sees the video of this, he'll have a lot more respect for you. Right? Yeah, I think so. I uh, think so. Respect might not be the word, but <laughs> <laughs> concern. Concern. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Boy, the, by the way, they keep this campus clean. In the three minutes we went down and put tape and then came back in Air Sports 1, tape was gone. They are, the, crew, it up. the crew, the cleanup crew is like here, and they're like, gone. We got that tape. Yeah. It was tough. Yeah, he didn't appreciate having to come clean up after you guys. <laughs> I could tell that little Well, if he'd gone any face. longer, that wasn't all they were going to be cleaning up. I can tell you <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, that right. Yeah. You'd have seen some of these muffins they brought us. Yeah. I can tell you that right now. Uh, I want to thank all the fine folks here at St. Paul's. Really do. Uh, always great to come out and uh, and visit with them here during our uh, championship drive. Lee, where's Air Sports 1 and Matt taking us next week? Faith. Faith Academy. Oh, yeah. You just said that, didn't you? Yep. Yeah. Uh, i got to start listening more when we do radio shows. Uh, don't, don't break tradition. Yeah. <laughs> I represent that remark. Well, What's your weekend like? No basketball. Too soon. Hashtag too soon. Too soon. Ouch. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, maybe a little Creed 3. Oh, I've been oh, reading yeah. about that. Yeah, a little yeah. Creed 3. How about that? Uh, anyway, we'll be back in studio uh, on Monday. Again, want to thank all the fine folks out here. And uh, we'll have plenty to discuss when we come back on Monday. On behalf of everybody here at WNSP, I want to wish you and yours a happy and safe weekend. Until Monday at 6, see ya!